It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, elderly woman from Watford stuck in hospital despite being well. Luton police officers to face misconduct hearings and Labour concerns about their leadership election. BBC Three Counties Radio. A pensioner from Watford is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital because of the difficulty of finding carers for her. 87-year-old Margaret Morn was given the all clear by doctors more than two weeks ago but is still waiting to go home. Gail Sanderson reports. The 87-year-old is paralysed from the waist down after a car accident 57 years ago. She was the first person to win a gold medal in the Paralympic Games in 1960, competing in archery. She now wants to get back to the home in Watford she shares with her sister, but Hertfordshire County Council has been struggling to find the right care package for her. An investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man they arrested has determined there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. The family of Farouk Ali want the footage of the incident released without further delay. Tony Fisher reports. The officers involved have already been cleared in court of all charges in relation to an alleged attack on Farouk Ali outside his home in Luton. But Bedfordshire Police says its standards department has determined there is a case to answer for both misconduct and gross misconduct. The family have been told a public hearing will take place later this year or maybe even next year. The five Labour leadership contenders are appearing at a hustings in Stevenage this morning. They're also meeting with acting leader Harriet Harman today to discuss concerns the election could be flawed and open to legal challenges. Andy Burnham says they want to clarify the situation. This isn't a major issue. We just need to clear out the, the processes to make sure that they are the right processes, that they're as thorough as they need to be and that we identify the people who are trying to claim a vote on fraudulent grounds. So it's a meeting that just needs to um, to clear the rules so that we can move forward uh, as a united force coming from it. The British Heart Foundation says almost 200 working-age people die of a heart attack each week in the UK. It says in 2014 nearly 10,000 people were killed by a heart attack before they reached retirement. Dr Mike Napton from the charity says more research is needed. There's still much more to learn, which we will only do through basic biological research to understand what causes the build-up of fatty plaque in the coronary arteries that causes a heart attack so that we could then possibly prevent it or if we can't prevent it treat it in sports, the Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford will compete in the final of the World Athletics Championships in China today. This evening, Watford, the MK Dons and Luton Town play in the second round of the Capital One Cup. The weather will be dry and sunny this morning, turning cloudy with heavy rain later this afternoon. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. There with me. Press and play. There. There's a delay you see on the computer. I don't know why, so I'm going to have to anticipate that. It's fine. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Now, as my old mum used to say... If it don't fit, don't pause it.
Morning, slackers. Wake up. I am... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Grabs microphone, shakes vigorously. Great to have you back, Kelly. Thanks, player. Okay. Boily? Yeah. Uh, this, you know... <clears throat> so, you know why it's a tough day today. Yeah. Got really tough poo I need to do. Oh. Oh. No, I... That to one side. Why does it sound Drink funny? Drink lots of water. No. Um, so... Soft fruits. My sister's emigrating on, sun- on Saturday in New oh, Zealand. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. Uh, and today she's going to say goodbye to my mum. Oh. And I said... Mum who's in a wheelchair. Kill. And I said, oh, you probably won't want me to come to that, thinking, oh, that's going to be, there's going to be, there's going to be too many tears, which is, by the way, is the title of my new autobiography, it should be on Amazon by the end of the week, Too Many Tears, the Ian Lee story. And also, not your department. No, not my department, which is going to be the follow-up, strangely enough, thank, which is going to be coming out in six months. You're welcome. Um, thank you, Deirdre. So, <laughs> so, my sister went, no, no, I'd like you to be there. I'm like, oh... Sugar, that's mm. going to be a tough old day. And then to compound the um, uh, the misery <laughs> of the day, then we're driving to the Britwell Estate in Slough to Monksfield Way to the house that I spent the first eleven years of my life in. We're going to go and do what a day! And then I'm going to go home and slip my wrists. No, no, you're not. You'll have some contemplation. I'm not gonna, time. Of course, I'm not going to slip my wrists. What you could always I'm hang do. myself. Yes, Kelly. Is this is going to be a good suggestion from yeah, Kelly Betts. Well, she, is, she is full of good suggestions, and I'm looking forward to this one. Kelly Betts. You could always just FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> what, my mum? Yeah, your what? mum and sister. So you, they leave you in the corner of the room, and you're like, ah. Oh. But I'd still be in the same room. But you could, you could then you could go, oh, oh, signal. Oh, it's gone. Oh, man, alive. Families are tough. I'm dreading my sister. And I, then I'm going to go, I'm going to the airport on Saturday to take a bite. Airports can be the. Uh, I'm going to say something preferred. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I was, uh, that's a noise, neck. that's why. Yeah. Airports can be the loneliest places in the world. Mm. I got told off at an airport once. What for? Carrying heroin. <laughs> that will get you told off, I think. No, I didn't. I did seriously get told off at an airport once. Why? I had a load of guns. No. <laughs> No, I'll tell you why. This woman had a go at me and I couldn't believe it. Why? This was um, last year or the year before. And, you know, my, my wife goes away with the kids for a, for a month in the summer to, to Greece. And I go out for a week or two, as I did this year. And then I come back. And so I, but I hadn't seen my boys for three weeks. For three weeks. And it was a Gatwick, I'm going to say. Or maybe it was Heathrow. One of the two. Doesn't really matter. Wasn't, wasn't Luton. <sighs> and um, so you're in the, you've got the, um, the passageway, the alleyway, where... What? What alley? What are you waiting in alleys You've for? got Reunion Alley, where you stand behind the bars, you're looking down, the door's open. Oh, yeah. Oh, look there. All right! All right! All right! Did you not have a sign? I have done a sign in the past, I've of course. I've done signs. I've done signs. And and my boys were there. I've not seen them for you three weeks. You could pick up all sorts with a sign. Yeah. You could pick up all sorts with a sign. Oh, um, it doesn't have to be for your own person. No. I, she, why is she here? So, anyway, so I saw my kids and they went, Daddy! Yeah, they and went, I went, Kids! Yeah. And I ran towards them and I had a little, I had a huggy, little oh, huggy well, hug. It's like the railway children, isn't We're it? We're having a hug. Right? And cool. I hugged my wife and then I hugged the kids again. Right? And I'm a tall man. Yeah. And the woman said, Could you get out of the way, please? I can't see who's coming. How rude. I said, What? That's why I ignored it because I thought, That's a. What did you say? So, could you get out of the way, please? I can't see if my... She was, like, in her 70s, 60s, so her daughter was going to be old. I can't see if my daughter's coming. 
I went, I've not seen my boys for three weeks. I'm going to stand here and it. Could you just move out of the way, please? What she could have done, she could have taken three steps to the left and been able to see an up dark alley. Or piped down. Or she could have piped down. She didn't do under those <clears> things. Hello. Anyway, luckily I had a load of heroin and guns on me, so I was able to uh, resolve <laughs> that situation. I'm going croaky now. <clears throat> I've noticed you've been keeping your distance today. The uh, From a distance, the shortage of home carers... Those two sentences are not connected. I'm going to... The shortage of home carers across the county has been highlighted by the case of a pensioner from Watford who's stuck in hospital in Aylesbury. 87-year-old Margaret Morn, who's uh, a former Paralympic champion, gosh, was given the all-clear by doctors in Stoke Mandeville more than two weeks ago, but is still waiting to go home. Catherine's got more on this. Why is she uh, stuck in Stoke Mandeville? She went to hospital back in June for some surgery. That was ten weeks ago. And for the last week... Uh, two weeks in fact she's been well enough to go back to the home in Watford that she shares with her sister so she's not on her own when she goes home either but because she was in hospital for so long the carers who normally get her in and out of bed every day have been reassigned so Hertfordshire County Council's Social Services Department have been trying to get her new carers so far without success which is why she's still in this bed in uh, Stoke Mandeville She's a little bit of a celeb isn't she? Apparently so she's been in this wheelchair for 57 years She must be tired but, well, no, she's had lots of rest in bed recently. <laughs> yeah, bless her. After a car accident in Africa, she's getting fed up, actually, because she feels like she's taken up a bed that could be used for someone who really needs it. Um, she's been in the wheelchair for 57 years after a car accident uh, left her paralysed from the waist down. But she was one of the sort of pioneers of um, the Stoke Mandeville game. She's famous for being the first person to win a gold medal in the Paralympics in 1960, competing in archery. Uh, and what, why is it taking her so long to get home? I, I kind of know why, because I've had to deal with this yeah, as well. It's a pain. Shortage of home carers, yeah. um, according to the council. Margaret has complex needs, which makes their job more difficult. And um, the council say they've offered her several care packages, but so far none's been suitable, and they're hopeful of finding the right one soon. Uh, and how did this story come to light? I found it in the Watford Observer yesterday. Oh, um, so we hang on, you've just been reading the papers? Yeah, that's oh. what I do. It's part of my job. Wowzers. It's also a pleasure. But anyway, <laughs> I uh, found the Watford Observer yeah. um, yesterday and uh, her story was in there. We rang her at Stoke Mandeville, but she didn't feel she could come on air. But she told us that she didn't blame Hertfordshire Social Services. She knew they were doing their best, but it was a national shortage that was causing these problems. Um, her views are pack backed up by Roma Mills from Carers in Hertfordshire, who we'll be talking to in the next hour. Um, she says it's really difficult to recruit home carers in this area. She says the job is relatively low paid and it's difficult yeah, Which we knew. It's low paid, no one wants to do it, and it's horrible what they have to do. They, they're amazing, those, the, the good ones. Well, we, we, uh, we wish Margaret the best of luck. So, going to the house that I grew up in today... Yeah. Um, you know it won't be decorated the same Oh, oh there better be um, uh, tongue and groove there. I want to see some <laughs> tongue and groove. Uh, and, and I posted online, I'm going to go to the house. And I was feeling a little bit emotional last night. I was tired and it had been a long day. I was missing my kids. And Danny Baker tweeted, Ian, before you go to this your old house... Have a listen to this song in prep for it, um, and it will kind of set you up for what to expect, right? Oh, that was warm of him, wasn't it? Well, I put this song on, Miranda Lambert. Oh, I was in my living room last night in floods of tears. It was heartbreaking. I'm talking because I'm playing the video and I'm waiting for it to queue up. Here we go. Have a listen to this. Come back one last time 
Ma'am, I know you don't know me from Adam But these handprints on the front steps are mine Up those stairs in that little back bedroom Is where I did my homework and I learned to play guitar And I bet you didn't know under that live oak my favorite dog is buried in the yard I thought if I could touch this place or feel it This brokenness inside me might start healing Out here it's like I'm someone else I thought that maybe I could find myself If I could just come in I swear I'll Nothing but a memory from the house that built me. Mama cut out pictures of houses for years from better homes and garden magazine. Plans were drawn on concrete board, nail by nail, and board by Mama's dream Lambert, that's brilliant. Oh, me, both me and Kath, a little bit sentimental at the moment for various reasons. Mm. Tears in the eyes. And to stop ourselves having a full-out sob there, we were telling each other we were reenacting the most inappropriate celebrity scene. We'll tell you off air, <laughs> Kelly, just to say it was highly litigious as one of those people is still um, alive. Now my computer won't skip to the track that I want, so I'm just going to drag you down there and have a bit of that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The roads 
are clear so far this morning on the M1 and that's looking fine through the roadworks at the moment through junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. No other motorway problems have been reported so far. On the A505 in Hitchin though, it's closed in both directions between Bedford Road and Beerton Avenue. That's for water mains works. And in East Hyde on London Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at the junction for Newlands Road, so that could cause some delays. And the A40 in High Wycombe has some roadworks going on between Bradenham Road and Chorley Road, so that could also cause some problems. And there's no problem showing up at the moment on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, let's have a crying special, shall we? Um, Eddie just said, Ian, I'm going to New York City tomorrow. I'm crying my eyes out. Good for you. Why are you, why? Why are you, cry, why are you crying about... It's good there. They've got um, brilliant record shops there. Bleecker Street is where you want to go to. Mm. Bleecker Street Records. I don't think he's going for... I don't know. The records might... He might miss people. Aren't rec- I was in Brighton yesterday. Aren't records in... Isn't, par- isn't Br- Brighton expensive? Yeah. Everything about it is expensive. The parking, the records, the... Um, Everything. The the what do you do what my mind? Ice cream. The yeah, that's it. The, no, the sausages. Oh. The I was noshing away on a sausage roll. Everything was so expensive. Yeah. Really expensive. It's basically Blackpool in a party frock, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it fancies itself. Yeah, it's a bit poncy. Anyway, it was just, I'm busy, Catherine. Sorry, mate, doing the show. Your hair's looking, your hair's looking great. No, it's not. It's all... No, I know. I was being polite. I'm just trying to get to the news. It's 6.18. It is uh, Tuesday, the 25th of August. I mean, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An elderly woman is unable to leave Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's no longer ill, because there aren't enough carers to look after her. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings over the way they treated an autistic man they Arrested in Luton, and the five Labour leadership candidates will be speaking in Stevenage this morning. I can name three, I can picture four. Who's the fifth? Okay, Burnham, mm-hmm. Corbyn, mm-hmm. Liz, mm-hmm. another lady. Who's the fifth? Because one, one. No, hang on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Kelly, Kelly's being political. Sorry. Is it Yvette Cooper? No, she's gone. Did oh, she go? She, she, gone. Oh, Let's just check. Hang on she's a second. She's my favourite. Hang on. hang on a second. This is we need uh, we need some exciting music for this because I've missed all of this. You mean stuff has happened while I've been away? Hang on. Let me get some exciting music. Here we go. Um, okay. Okay. This is appropriate. This is actually a really appropriate Let's song. Let's check. Go- Google. No, what? Um, I don't want to say someone stood down if they haven't. Oh, hang on a minute. Hang, hang on. on. What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm getting some uh, appropriate music. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's revolution on the panpipes. Viva la revolution. Which is what's so hang on. Which one was the one I fancied? Liz, I'm thinking. Mm-mm. I think so. There's one I fancied. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Definitely uh, your um, Okay, she's, she's still in. Yes. Okay. Cooper's gone. Well, let's just double check that. What, what you're saying no, double check? D- you're looking Daniel at... Daniel's son, what are you shaking your head for? I've Googled her. Yeah. And I think she's still in. Cooper's well, who stood, in. Who stepped out? Oh, no, no, no. I know what happened. What I'm thinking is she she decided not to go on GMTV at the last minute. Is that right? And then there's Ruth. So, smoothly done. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I 
Primal Scream, Jumbly Pie. <laughs> you thought this song was called Jumbly Pie? No. Yes? Yeah. Jumbly a, a bit. Pie. I did think of that a bit. Okay, okay. Um, we should probably. Is that Cooper got... still in the race? You just um, couldn't go on the telly. That's, okay. that's fine. No, that's fine. So, We're drawing uh, no is, conclusions. Who, that's not the, the, who is the fifth person? Beetle. Who's the fifth Beatle? Is it is it Pete Best? Is it George Martin? Hang on, so we got... Is it Neil Aspinall? We just we just don't know. Burnham. Burnham. Corbin. Corbin. Liz. Liz. Yvette. Yes. Who? There's not a fifth. There is. Just drop one. No, that's me trying to force um, a thought out. They don't come out from that end. <laughs> They come out from this end, the top end. <laughs> well, uh, if anyone wants to give us a call, 03459 555 Peter in Woolmore, though, he'll be gnashing his teeth. He'll probably be in. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I just think... That's how he talks, isn't it? No, that's not. That's the guy in um, Police Academy 3. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Anyway, we should do this, because this yeah. is... Um, because of, uh, you know, otherwise the suits will get upset. Hang on, have you got the right one? No, I'm going to read it off the screen. An Do. internal investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man has determined there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. The officers have already been cleared in court of all charges in relation to an alleged attack on Farouk Ali outside his home in Luton. Um, we've talked about this before, haven't we, Catherine? Just yeah. give us the background. OK, so you remember that Farouk Ali is autistic and he lives with his family in Whitby Road. Um, routine very important for people with his condition. One of his routines is watching the Bing Collection, and that's what he was doing on February the 20th last year when this incident happened. So he was standing outside his house watching the bin men. He was wearing his slippers uh, and he was taken as acting suspiciously. Luton Crown Court heard in December last year that during the officer's trial that the pair had seen him, as I say, uh, they took his actions as being suspicious and they detained him after he tried to run away from them. An audio recording played to the court heard the two officers laughing as they drove after Mr Mr Ali. The court found that while the officers had chased after him, they were looking out for his well-being and as a result, PC Thomas was cleared of racially aggravated assault while both officers were cleared on a charge of misconduct in a public office. A month after the conclusion of the court case, more than 100 people took part in a march from Berry Park to Luton Police Station. They felt that justice hadn't been done. Uh, so now the officers will go before gross misconduct hearing, is that right? Yeah, Bedfordshire Police asked Leicestershire Police to come in and carry out an internal investigation to make sure um, that it was impartial. The report's now concluded and has been signed off by the Independent Police Complaints Commission. Bedfordshire Police said there is a case to answer for gross misconduct and misconduct for PC Christopher Pitts from Bedford and PC Christopher Thomas from Welling Garden City. Um, Detective Superintendent Mark Hodgson said arrangements for a misconduct hearing into the matter are currently being considered. The hearing will take place in public once all necessary arrangements have been made. All the complainants involved in the case have been and will continue to be appropriately updated as matters progress. Uh, and f There's footage, isn't there, of this and, and the family are calling for this to be released. And when we spoke to um, Farouk Ali's 
brother Dob here. Him, he told us that he'd seen this footage, but unfortunately we couldn't obtain it, so you know we couldn't reveal what, what exactly it was. But Mr Ali's brother Dob here told us that while the misconduct hearing is a step in the right direction, he wants that footage released now. It wasn't released during the criminal trial, which was also a, clearly a public he hearing, as the police refused. He says this does not instil public confidence or do anything for public relations with the police. As for when the hearing will be, Dobbier says he has been told by the police it won't be until later this year or maybe even next year. Meanwhile, he says the officers have been suspended on full pay and he questions whether this is a good use of taxpayers' money. We'll be talking to him later on in the programme. OK. Uh, thank you for that, Catherine. Um, I noticed that... Um, uh, well, Kelly, it's great to see you. Thanks, Good Claire. to have you back. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, thank you. Daniel San is uh, here. Yep. Why are you not out there doing something? I'm waiting for some instructions. Sorry? We instructions. told you. Wax on. Wax off. Yeah, that, that doesn't work on well, the no, streets. You, you, use your initiative. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You usual. could go and ask people who the fifth Labour MP is. Name them. But there then... isn't one. Sorry? There isn't there, one. There is, because the BBC News said it uh, right. about 13 minutes ago. Okay. Me, I'm the BBC. I broke the news that the tube strike was cancelled to my sister. But I told you. No, mate. I told my sister about half past five in the afternoon. Why when didn't it... you tell me? You know I've been worrying about I that. I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, really. Here's what you can take to the street, Daniel Sam. Yep. We've all had... We, we, we've, the, the, the old people have had a little cry. You'll find it, kids. When you get older, you'll have a little oh. cry. Simple things will set you off. When you have kids and when you get old, you cry at everything, OK? And I was sobbing away at that song last night, flipping out. It was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. It was a really good cry. Proper... Uh, Did you make a noise? <laughs> wow, that is a good one. That is a good one. Crying can really make you feel better. Yeah. Brackets. Oh, that's no sob story, <laughs> says the science editor. Science, my bum. Um, it's often said that laughter, laughter, laughter is the best medicine. Well, it depends what you got. Unless you're asthmatic, and then it's Ventolin. Thanks very much to um, the fella from Cold Feet wrote that joke. Um, played the character. Fat Bob. Fat Bob. Bernard Wright on that's it. Um, a study found that those who wept while watching a film felt felt happier afterwards. When was the last time you cried, Daniel San? You're a young man. You're not supposed to cry. I've never cried in my life. Shut up. Never. You're going to come here and I'll give you a slap. You'll cry now. What do you mean you've never cried in your life? Never. You've been dry for how many years? 22. Okay. Well, how many years have you been dry for, Catherine? <laughs> I'm not. I, I can't stop the tears at the moment. You've never, you've never watched a. F come on, mate. There must have been a film. That a set film's never set me off. Oh, come on, Field of Dreams. No, 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 when he sees is. his dad, he doesn't know what that is, mate. Oh. He's, he's all blooming. If you build it, he's all um, like Super Mario Brothers and Toy Story Three. That that, that was sad. You didn't cry at Toy Story Three. No, you, you have no. Soul. I was close, close. Okay, take that to the street. Um, just ask the question. Have, did you cry at Toy Story 3? <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks very much. Always like having a new toy with him, isn't it? I like it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Quiet morning so far, and there are no delays at the moment through the roadworks on the M1, but they're in both directions between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, so expect that to get busy later when it starts to get busier on the roads. On the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's starting to build up there at the North, North Orbital Road, and in Neeston on the North Circular Road, it's busy between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. On the A40 in High Wycombe, there's some roadworks between Bradenham Road and Chorley Road, so they might cause some delays later on, but it's not causing any problems at the moment. And there are no delays showing up on the train departure boards. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three. Hang on a minute. What the? What is going? Hang on. Shh, 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 shh. Um, I've got no idea. Anyway, across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a pensioner from Watford is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital because of the difficulty of finding carers for her. 87-year-old Margaret Moore was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago but is still waiting to go home. Investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man they arrested has determined there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. The family of Farouk Ali want the footage of the incident released without further delay. The Labour leadership contenders are appearing at a Hustings in Stevenage this morning. They're also meeting with acting leader Harriet Harman today to discuss concerns the election could be flawed and open to legal challenges. The weather will be dry and sunny this morning but turning cloudy with heavy rain later this afternoon. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford will compete in the final at the World Athletics Championship in China today. Since claiming gold in London, he's added the European and Commonwealth titles to his collection. A win today would make him only the fifth Briton after Daly Thompson, Linford Christie, Sally Gunnell and Jonathan Edwards to hold all four major titles simultaneously. Uh, there's always extra pressure. I think every competition I go into, I put as much pressure on myself as possible because you have to deal with it. That's why I love being on the Diamond League circuit. I want to jump against the best week in, week out because that's what's going to test me. And, and, and that's what's going to help keep me consistent and, and performing well. And so far this year, it's been pretty good on the Diamond League circuit. It's going to be an exciting final, I think. Liverpool drew 0-0 with Arsenal in the Premier League last night. Three of our teams play in the second round of the Capital One Cup this evening. Watford travelled to Preston with manager Kike Flores, likely to give a chance to players who haven't featured in the Premier League so far. Some players, they try, but physically is not good. It's not really fit, absolutely, to to suffer 90 minutes but okay slow, uh, slowly they are going to, to find a space in the, in the first level The MK Dons play at home to Cardiff while Luton Town take on Premier League side Stoke at Kenilworth Road Hatter's boss John Sill says he's likely to make changes to his side and formation uh, To be honest I've got the game pretty clear in my mind you know so I need to just think about that and decide really See, it was difficult because Tuesday is a different game. It's, you know, we might have to play completely different. You know, that would have nothing to do with what we do after. You know, so I'll have to look at Tuesday. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at seven o'clock.
My, th- my rock theory. <laughs> my rock theory. Two rock theories. Every song is made better by horns. Every song is made better by horns. Fact. Mm. But here's my main rock theory. All songs called Domino are excellent. Um, name another one. Jesse well, J done one. Yeah, and it was good. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? I like, I like that. It was good, wasn't it? I liked it. It was good. How did it go? Remind me how it went. Uh, I can't sing today, but I still throw up. Kelly? Uh, I can't remember. Okay, but it was a good song. Didn't it, I? It, it was. It was a good song. You can't deny it. Yeah. Right? Jesse J. It probably started out quiet but punchy. What the yeah. bow, bow, and then yeah. went, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? That's how her songs go. Hang on it. That's, um... Okay, this is it. She's um, bit, she's past it now. She's a bit of a nothing now, isn't it? Oh, don't say that. She looks like the scary one from Shakespeare's sister, mm. the baddie. I liked the baddie from Shakespeare's sister. I the one that said, "You better hope and, and pray. pray." Yeah. Um. So. Siobhan. Fie. Oh, isn't names that are spelt wrong? Siobhan. 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 And Neve. Ro- Rosine. I mean, I live with an Irish girl. Not like that. Niamha. And um, someone called Neve phoned up for her. So I wrote down Neve, N-E-V-E. And she looked, Felicity laughed at me. With the, what, yo, what's all this about? What is this name here, please? Where <laughs> was she from again? She was, uh, hang on. <laughs> oh, no, hang on, that's the wrong thing. Sorry. That's, uh... that's not Jessie J, unless she's gone for a radical new direction. No, this is. You were right, Kelly. It's called Domino. It's a good song. All songs called Domino... Are good songs. There is name one Domino song that's not good. Name another Domino song. Domino. Awful uh, like dominoes. Domino. No. Uh, yeah, that was a bit. No, but that wasn't called Domino. Yeah, it was. It was called Dominoes. <laughs> that was called Dominoes. Exactly. It's called Dominoes. All right, here we go. Um, here's one. Here's one. This is great. Let me tell you my story. Oh, is it Matt I've from Luton? Man-sized predicament. Oh. And it's a big one. It's Kiss. Goes like this. Yeah. yeah. Kiss. Domino. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Gets a little bit fruity. Yeah. Here we go. 
home. <laughs> I'm hovering. What you can't see is him air guitaring in my direction. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Cosmic Sugar Daddy. Yeah. No. Okay. That's a good song. I like it. I don't think bands. that was a ball game. I thought it was a pub game. I like it when bands use their own name in their songs. I do! Me I, too. We did that. We've done that already. Yeah. We've done have that we? before. Yeah. We Creek, have. Creek, Creek Alley. Um, so, name one bad Domino song. You can't do it. Down the rabbit hole. That's your question. We should have sent um, the boss that lad, lad out to us. It doesn't matter. We've just got rid, we got rid of him, and that's the main thing. Keep him busy. Here's a picture of um, one, two, three, four, five. Six people, five of whom I wouldn't mind punching in the nose. It's the new X Factor team. Mm. Well, okay, the two of them I'm going to put to one side. Rita Ora over there and um, the Flaxter upstairs. Everybody else, uh, Grimmy, Moosey, the other lady, Cowley. Biff, baff, boop, bop, karate style. What do you? What, Cheryl? What, Cheryl's going? She'd punch you back. I know she'd punch me back. Who, who was it in the toilets? It was yeah. the toilet attendant. There we go. The lady with the lollies. She'd, <laughs> she'd punch me and use very that, foul language. That is a weird thing, isn't it? When I've washed my hands after going to the toilet, it's not the moment I fancy a lolly. No spray, no lay. I fancy a lolly in the what? toilet. That's sometimes. what she says. Sorry? She stands with the odorant. No spray, no lay. Who when says, you're in the club. Who says that? No one, no one yeah, says that do. except for you just before you got sacked. <laughs> Just before she got sacked. Do you remember when, she, remember when Kelly Betts used to work here? And then she said something really inappropriate on the radio. She got the sack. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was fun. It was factual, though. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. I could quote some people and be sacked, too. The... <laughs> <laughs> I could have been sacked if I played the rest of this. Oh, dear. They certainly look like one big happy family. They don't know, like they a don't. bunch of happy Happy families. They look like a man and his employees. And Simon Cowell is intent on um, uh, it staying that way. As fresh pictures were released, it's like in series four of a long-running sitcom. Different strokes, series four. What did they do to pep it up? Well, they all had personal problems. Well, they yeah, but that's off-screen. On-screen, what did they do to pep up series four of different strokes? Did they bring in a new mum or something? They brought in a new mum and a ginger kid. Uh, Mr. D! <laughs> do you remember him? Mr. D! What did they do, series four of Happy Days, to pep it up? They brought... They brought in a sexy mum and a kid for Fonzie to fall in love with. Yes. Um, so it's either they bring in another kid... He or... fell in love with the mum, right? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was, the, it was the 70s and it was set in the 50s. That was confusing. And he was a lot older than he was they supposed to be. They were all in their 50s. <laughs> they were all... <clears throat> it, was, it was filmed in the 70s, mm. set in the 50s, yet they were all in their 40s. Happy days. <laughs> Weird day. Describe happy days in one sentence. Well, it was filmed in the 70s. Anyway, so they either get a kid, or they either get a new kid, or they get um, like a robot. Or what do they do? Okay, what do they do? In, and this is factual. What do they do in series four of Knight Rider to pep it up? Oh, brought a woman in. Bonnie. They brought. No, Bonnie was in throughout all of it. Yeah, but they, she was barely in it. They gave him. Each week, they gave him a special new skill. Oh, you can drive on water now, Kit. Oh, that's good. Probably won't be needing it 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I've made it kit so that you can withstand temperatures up to 2,000 degrees. Oh, nice one. Won't be needing it. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm in an oven. <laughs> I've driven my car in an oven. Luckily, Bonnie fixed it. <laughs> I get to... So they and that's what they've done with this. They just brought in new kids, robot butlers, and they've given uh, Grimshaw the ability to withstand temperatures up to two thousand degrees. <laughs> he won't need it though. I don't know. It beats it gets quite hot. Uh, fresh pictures were released yesterday oh, of this year's. It will be all right if you like that sort of thing. I no. think they should just write that. I tell you what, I do like Flacky. Do you? I like Flacky. Too I'm, old for I've her. Worked with Flacky. I am too old for her. I am t- too, too old for her. I've worked with Flacky. She's a very nice lady. Mm. And you can't say fairer than that. Catherine, what have you found in today's uh, newspapers, well, please? Well, this creepy bloke living in the loft, have you seen this? Right, there are moments in a breakup when we all get a little bit unhinged, um, but you hopefully rein yourself in and think, right, I'm going to stop hiding in this bush now. How did we um, harass exes before the internet? We used to have to, like, ru- we used to have to ride past their house on our bicycles. Leave things on their doorstep. Didn't, I don't, never went that far. I would imagine. I, 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 would, I would write letters and ride past their house on the, my bicycle, and if they saw me... Just riding past. Just it's a road. This. Can't stop me. Just coincidence. We'll have to see my new girlfriend. Lives around there. She's fit. Fitter than you. <laughs> I mean, hot. What's her name? Huh? What's she her name? She's in Australia. She's Australia. Sharon. <laughs> this bloke took it a little bit further. <laughs> she lives in Australia. Why are you riding around there? It's because she's where her mum is. I'm having an oh, affair with her mum as well. Carry on with the story. A horrified woman yesterday told how she oh. found her former boyfriend had sneaked into her house while she was out and set up home in her loft. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Don't. This is awful. If you've ever set up home in your ex's loft, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Marie, I mean, I just kept his cranberry CD that was his brother's and oh. caused him a problem. I just kept his cranberries in a jar. He's not getting them back. <laughs> oh. Marie Wright, 28, had been dating Alexander Cooper, 27, for five months, but then asked him to move out, saying she needed space. Oh, dear. He agreed to stay with his dad, but within days she noticed that food and bedding was going missing. Toilet paper and packets of fags also vanished. Marie and her housemate... Does it say say packet of fags in the newspaper? No. The Express hasn't got there yet, but, you know, if you read it elsewhere, you might find that. Marie and her housemate Sarah Walton suspected each other at first. If you need my fags, no. But when they put tape across cupboard doors and later found it had been tampered with... They called the police. Yeah, you Marie recalled, we realised it was serious and someone had been in our house. Officers found dirty fingerprints on the attic door of the house in Sheffield, but according to the girls, failed... <laughs> Stop it. No spray, no lay. Failed to spot Cooper's hideaway behind a boiler. <laughs> Tiny man. Brazen Cooper even popped round and pretended to show concern Brazen about the Brazen Cooper, shape... the actor? No, Brazen, from, he's Brazen. From the, from the A-Team film? No. Brazen Cooper, that's his name in there. Brazen Cooper, he's dishy. No. There's... He plays the face man, Brazen Cooper. No, don't, because Brazen Cooper's going to sue us. He's not hidden anyone's loft behind a boiler. Well, this is Alexander Cooper, 27. Okay. Who's brazen, but not brazen. Okay, but he's not bra- he is brazen. You're really going to have to hurry up. We're so he... late for trouts. Listen to this, though. I'm not really he that. He even popped round and pretended to show concern about the weirdo in her loft. <laughs> There's a line there, he's pole vaulted over it. Yeah, exactly. That's Oh, this flipping computer's not doing... Oh, there we go. Thank you, computer. Thank you, computer. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 20 for Kings Langley to 19 for Watford. And also the North Orbs Road is busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Luton on Airport Way, starting to queues, have queues build up around the Holiday Inn roundabouts. And in Hitchin on Hexton Road, it's slow eastbound between the Upper Tilehouse Street and Rotten, at Watton Road West. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 
What is going on? Why is it doing that? BBC three times. Oh, I know why. Oh, I know why. Kelly, I've mucked up the computer, mate. If I can drag you over there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I know why it's doing that. I can't get rid of cart A. I don't know if there's anything you can do, but I can do this. New, new computers, eh? Flipping it. What a waste of money that was. Right, where are we? 6.48. It is a Tuesday, the 25th of uh, August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An elderly woman is unable to leave Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's no longer ill, because there aren't enough carers to look after her. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings uh, over the way they treated an autistic man they arrested in Luton. And Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford is going to try and do a really, really long jump today. 03459 is! That's what he's doing! It's his job. It's his job and he's brilliant at it and I wish him the very best of luck! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a pleasant start across all three counties, actually. A brief bit of respite following yesterday's rain, but it's not going to stay like this. So if you're heading out at the moment, not due to come back till later, it's worth taking precautions because uh, it's going to end up rather wet and windy by the time you come home. So for this morning, some sunshine, like I said, a bit of respite before the cloud moves in from the south and the west and before a bound of rain arrives. Some heavy bursts through the afternoon and increasing breeze as well as southwesterly. So feeling quite unpleasant actually by the end of the day however the temperature's not faring too badly at all still looking at a maximum of 18 celsius now overnight tonight some rain still to come but we'll have a drier spell before our next bout of potentially quite heavy rain arrives through the early hours of tomorrow morning becoming really breezy by the end of the night and uh, minimum temperature in the countryside down to around 13 but Thames and City's actually not dropping down too far from today's maximum at around 15 Celsius. So for tomorrow it's a wet start, it's a bit of a backwards on today. Wet to start with tomorrow without breaks of rain but they will push eastwards and behind it it's going to become drier with some sunshine tomorrow afternoon. But that in turn we do run the potential of maybe one or two sharp showers tomorrow evening. But the maximum temperature an improved one at 22 Celsius and that's your forecast. Even if you can't get to the match... Already, we're hearing stories of Watford fans saying that they are going to struggle to get here. Or listen to the commentary... Got quick feet, hasn't he? Quick feet and good skill and good vision. You can still keep up to date with your local team with Three Counties Sport. There is the half-time whistle. It's nil-nil. Plenty to ponder. Follow us on Twitter to get all the team news. There's two changes from the team that won at Barnet on Saturday. Goals as they happen. Trying to make room for the shot. Very attentive to the corner of the net. Super goal from Luton Town. And reaction at the final whistle. Momentum changes very quickly in these games and uh, we're disappointed for that. Twitter.com slash BBC3CR and stay up to date with your local team. Can I just try a musical experiment? <clears throat> I was singing a song. A song popped into my head. Singing it to the boys. And they went, that sounds like a good song, Daddy. Sing more of it. And I, I, all I knew was one tiny little refrain from this song. And they said, is that a good song? It sounds like it. I said, do you know what? I haven't heard this song for about 30 years. I don't know if it's a good song. About 25 years. I don't know if it's a good song or not. I remember liking it. I've not heard it since. I've just bought it for 99... Bless you. I've just bought it for 99 pence on iTunes. Would you indulge me and allow me to play it? Do it. It's from... Um, no, hang on a second. Here we go. Okay. Recognise it? Recognise it? <laughs> yeah, I know all the words. Do you? Is it a good song? I love it. 
Let's have a little bit of this then, isn't it? Yeah, sweet. I know this pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. Is it really fair? Jamie, I was looking for the jam. I can't find any. Sorry about that. Yeah, that stands the test of time. Both of you girls was miming to that like he was on top of the pot. Now, I'd be giving it six now to that if I had um, my full voice today. That's all right, isn't it? That's good. It stood the test of time, that. I like that. that. Hold on. Oh, and they end nicely, didn't Oh, no, it fades out. I thought they ended with the um, Acapulco. Hey. 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 Hey.
Do the harmony. No, no, no. You go down. Who's it? No, who's it? I mean, I've got. You do the. You do the. I do the high one. Can I do? You do the melody. You do the melody. You do the high one, and I do the low one. No, it's got us ragga. For one more day. There we go. Beautiful. Oh, Great nice. harmonies. And uh, thanks to Spinal Tap for writing those last uh, two minutes of radio. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone didn't pick up the reference, let me ram it home. Uh, other, th- other sounds that drive you bonkers. Yeah. Tinkling oh. t- cowbells. Tinkling. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I like a good tinkle. Well, the cows don't. No. Tradition- this is what the animal rights people are getting involved in this now. First of all, they took up... Animal rights the- this, animal rights that. If, if you love animals so much, why don't you go and marry them, you pervert? They wanted to take away the fighting cocks. Hey. Now this. Traditional tinkling cowbells are cruel and drive alpine cows mad, German activists say, and they're demanding GPS trackers are attached instead. Oh, flip. Who cares if alpine cows are mad? I mean, really. In the great How can you tell? In the great scheme of things, um, because they try and invade that field over there or something, he said, trying to make it vaguely... Yeah. German uh, kind of vibe there. Um, well, that's great. Why don't they go and save a deaf kid? You know? Because they're only into animals. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you, why don't you, go, why don't you go and feed why don't you go and feed an old man who's starving? Uh, could feed him the cow. Thank no, you. they wouldn't do that. I love meat, and I cannot believe I was an idiot to not have eaten it for 27 years. I wasn't an idiot. I had principles back then. I haven't got principles now. Some of the um, uh, brown stuff, I was quaffing while I was away. Oh, no idea what it was. Don't ask. I'll have that... I'll have that, that, that and that. Is it on a stick? I'll have two of them. Beautiful. Just rack them up. Rack them up. That's what it's all about. Two suicides linked to the leak of Ashley Madison emails. No one's laughing now, are they? It's going to end in tragedy. Well, um, train worker Joe Foster has gone 65 years without what? A poo. No. A train. No. A wee. No. A sleep. Stop it. No. A sandwich? No. A holiday? No. A girlfriend? No. A boyfriend? No. So he's had loads of boyfriends and girlfriends? Le- I don't know what his, uh, what his pattern has been for Did he? Have, look, can I ask a question? Did he have a spray? Because <laughs> if he didn't have a spray, then I think we know what he's been lacking for the last 65 years, don't we, Kels? We do, yeah. Your job? Yeah. Train worker Joe Foster has gone 65 years without... Playing Sudoku? No. Rice pudding? No. Cheese? No. Nintendos? No. Friends? No. Ah, arms. Seeing his mum? No. Um, oxygen? No, he'd be dead. Clothes? Is he dead or alive? Alive. Okay, is he in films? No. Is he a man or a woman? Man. Does he wear glasses? I'm going to say yes. Is it Ronald? TV or films? What has he done? Train worker, he's in trains. Right, tell me, just tell me the answer. Oh, without a car. No. Tell me the answer after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also on the A1 southbound in Borehamwood, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And in Luton, it's busy on Airport Way, there are queues around the Holiday Inn roundabout. And having a look at New Bedford Road on the speed sensors, that's already always also quite slow from Montrose Avenue towards the A6. There's no reported problems on the trains at the moment, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy.
Well, we're just going to have to uh, wait patiently like good boys and girls to find out what that gentleman who works in trains has not had for 65 years. Oh, I think I know, is it? No. Oh. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, elderly woman from Watford stuck in hospital despite being well. Luton police officers to face misconduct hearings and Labour concerns about their leadership election. BBC Three Counties Radio. A pensioner from Watford is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital because of the difficulty of finding carers for her. 87-year-old Margaret Maughan was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago but is still waiting to go home. Gail Sanderson reports. The 87-year-old is paralysed from the waist down after a car accident 57 years ago. She was the first person to win a gold medal in the Paralympic Games in 1960, competing in archery. She now wants to get back to the home in Watford she shares with her sister, but Hertfordshire County Council has been struggling to find the right care package for her. An investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man they arrested has determined there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. The family of Farouk Ali wants the footage of the incident released without further delay. Tony Fisher reports. The officers involved have already been cleared in court of all charges in relation to an alleged attack on Farouk Ali outside his home in Luton. But Bedfordshire Police says its standards department has determined there is a case to answer for both misconduct and gross misconduct. The family have been told a public hearing will take place later this year or maybe even next year. The Labour leadership contenders are appearing at a hustings in Stevenage this morning. They're also meeting with acting leader Harriet Harman today to discuss concerns the election could be flawed and open to legal challenges. The former Labour Home Secretary Charles Clark says it's a disaster. We've got legal challenges. I think there may still be further legal challenges about the process. Issues about who can vote, who can't vote. Many party members who've been active for years distressed to see people who've been campaigning against the party with an equal vote to them in these circumstances. I don't think Harriet's done it very well. I think the changes Ed Miliband brought in were a mistake and many people argued that at the time and there have been a series of mistakes of this kind. The British Heart Foundation says almost 200 working-age people die of a heart attack each week in the UK. It says in 2014 nearly 10,000 people were killed by a heart attack before they reached retirement. Dr Mike Napton from the charity says more research is needed. There's still much more to learn, which we will only do through basic biological research to understand what causes the build-up of fatty plaque in the coronary arteries that causes a heart attack so that we could then possibly prevent it or if we can't prevent it treat it in sports, the Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford will compete in the final at the World Athletics Championships in China today. This evening, Watford, the MK Dons and Luton Town play in the second round of the Capital One Cup. And the weather will be dry and sunny this morning, turning cloudy with heavy rain later this afternoon. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Catherine, um, Scott asks, is it a nut cut? No. Will we ever find time to find out what the gentleman who works on the trains has gone without for 65 years? Will we? (laughs) 
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. As we clamber out of the rabbit hole, what, you've only just tuned in? Oh, you missed so much! You missed us all having a good cry at a country and western... Well, the old people having a good cry at a country and western song. The kids were busy playing Pokemon and uh, drinking hooch. They've just gone off to uh, Nyssa to uh, ask some elderly people if they'll buy booze for them. <clears throat> Busy show this morning. If you want to take part, you can give us a call about anything, really. 03459 455 555. I'm going I'm, to watch my sister say goodbye to my mum today. Potentially the last time they meet. I mean, flipping it. That's a big one. Potentially. The last time my sister and my mum meet. And Oh, man, alive. That's going to be a tough one, guys. And then I'm going to the house that I spent the first 11 years of my life in. I'm going to see ghosts today. Actual ghosts. I'm welling up even thinking about it. Three four five nine four double nine. No, hang on. Let me try again. Hang on. <clears throat> Take everyone up to this. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. That'll do. That'll do. Across That'll beds, do. hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Lot of um, lot of comps on the Wilson Phillips there. Yeah. Lot of comps on it's the Wilson. It's a good song. Is the album any good? Oh, I wouldn't know about that. Probably um, a little bit... I'd leave it. Probably a little bit stinky. Okay. I'll crack on, shall I? I would. Thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555. Now, Watford pensioner is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Aylesbury, despite having been well enough to go home for a fortnight. 87-year-old Margaret Morn is blocking a bed because of a shortage of home carers, and she's not happy about it. Trouble is, while she was in hospital, the people that used to help her have been reassigned. Well, Roma Mills is from Carers in Hertfordshire. Morning, Roma. Good morning, Ian. Um... I heard this story yesterday, and I'm not that surprised. I'm, my mum, when she was in hospital, um, this was like 12, 13 years ago, she was in hospital for about a month before they could get together a care package. How common is it? Well, I think we know there's more than 100 people in the west of Hertfordshire waiting for a home care package. Now, they won't all be in hospital. Some of them will be at home. Uh, and there's a real pressure on that service. And I guess there's all sorts of reasons behind that, really. Home care isn't wonderfully well paid. We don't value our home care workers perhaps as well as we should. And perhaps it doesn't look like a very attractive career to young people. And at the same time, you know, we don't suffer from low unemployment, uh, low employment in Hertfordshire. So there's not lots of people out there looking for jobs. And perhaps home care just doesn't look that attractive to someone entering the job market. It isn't. Um, you know, having seen uh, firsthand what home carers have to do, it's not a nice job. I mean, it's very rewarding and uh, in terms, you know, of, 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 of helping people and what they achieve. But um, they do have to do some pretty grim things, don't they, for not very much money. I think it's a very responsible job. Uh, the feedback we get from families is that the home carers they know are committed, are hardworking, are very reliable people. I can remember a couple of years ago when we had very bad snow at Christmas and over the winter period, home care workers got themselves out to their clients to make sure they were safe. Yeah. So it is a very demanding job, and yes, you're helping people with high levels of personal care, you may be supporting people with dementia, it demands skills. We demand an awful lot of people without really giving them that, that value and recognising 
the enormous commitment, enormous value of the things that they do. How much does a carer get on average? I know it's different from different agencies, and the, the, but, but what, it, what do they get? Well, the county council have, have really worked hard to try and improve the way that, um, that improve, improve employment for home care workers in Hertfordshire, and most of them now would be well over £7 an hour, but having said, so more like the living wage, shall we say, than the minimum wage, but it's still not wonderful money for the work that's involved. No. I mean, there's also, you know, at one time, home care workers in some agencies had to pay for their own uniforms, didn't get paid between visits. Now, that's being addressed. So the county have taken on board the need to improve terms and conditions of employment. But at the same time, this remains a relatively low-paid job. And people may well prefer to go into retail work or something quite different than take on a one-to-one, you know, personal role with a range of clients living in difficult situations. But that's crucial, actually, because if we want people to live comfortably and safely at home, and that's what all the policies are now there, then you need a well-skilled, well-rewarded workforce to make that possible. Without that workforce, it just isn't possible. What do you think, Roma? Are there... um, I'm not saying it's an epidemic, but there will be more cases like this of of, um, elderly people or ill people who are in hospital beds when actually they don't need to be, but there's just no-one there to look after them. Well, I mean... Themselves are very concerned about this. I was looking at some figures from um, 2013. At that time, there almost half the people in acute hospital beds didn't need to be there. Now, that didn't mean they could have all have gone home. They might have been waiting for a residential care bed, or they might have been waiting for, you know, a, a, a downstairs loo or a stairlift or something. But some of them would have been waiting for that right home care package. And what we're seeing now is people are, you know, we're all living longer, which is a great thing particularly for you and I who want to go on living longer. It's a great thing, but older people are often quite frail. There's high incidence of of dementia. So, you know, the needs of people are changing. It's more complex. The work you're having to deliver in the home is more demanding. Um, Again, we've got good projects going, like Home First, when you're getting uh, multidisciplinary teams, clinical teams going into the home. But the core to that is that home care worker. And without that, it's not going to work. And we know we have an ageing population. So we do need to address... We really do need to address the problems of recruitment in, in care generally. And I would say this isn't only in social care. There are problems of recruitment in nursing as well across Hertfordshire. And this needs, it needs some really good strategic thinking to make it work better for all of us. Roma, keep on uh, doing the good work that you do and uh, keep on encouraging those people that you work with. Thank you very much indeed. Roma Mills uh, from Carers in Hertfordshire, 03459. Four double five five double five. Now, um, before we uh, we went to the uh, news, Catherine was uh, teasing me. She was also telling us um, a story about an old man on a train. Over, uh, would you like some music to help ease us through this? Uh, thing? Am I going to do the big reveal now? Sorry, is this train music? I think so. Meow. This bit. That's my favourite bit. Sing along. Sing along with me, okay? Ready? Chorus. (laughs) Go on, say to me, is this train music? Is this train music? Sorry? Is this train music? Sorry? Is this train music? Sorry? No, it's the theme tune to Sorry. Oh, is it? Yeah. Do you not remember Sorry? No, well, I remember Language Timothy. Language Timothy! Is My it... gran used to watch it, it was just on. Oh no, Sorry was funny. It was a, like a 45-year-old virgin. Oh, there we go. Living with his mum. Yeah, it, oh, Sorry was good. Sorry was one of the, well, yeah, those but... few uh, 80s sitcoms that was actually funny. No, it was on at the time of night when it meant I was going to have to go home to bed and my grandma would sing the rhyme that I dreaded. 
to school in the morning, cats playing the organ, which doesn't scan. Why would she, she wouldn't have said that when Sorry was on because Sorry was on on a Friday night. Boom! Do, 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 do. She said it all the time. She just liked to torment me. I didn't know what day it was. Anyway, the music's run out now and you've not done the... Uh, the, the we'll start uh, it again. And this time, let's not talk about Sorry. OK, hang on a second. Oh, fuck it out. Okay, let's do it. Okay, wait. Um, it said, it, it, uh, okay, here we go. Right, let's start it again. Right. Is this different? Nope. It's a thing. second time. Maybe you just get into it more. It's a thing. Sorry. Oh, yeah. There we go. Go. Train worker Joe Foster has gone 65. Is it a man or a lady? Joe. Yeah, is it a man it's or a Joe with an E. That's normally a man, right? Well, I couldn't see the E, mate. I'm telling you it. He's got an E. Okay, thank you, buddy. Joey. Joe. If you listen carefully, you can hear the E. Joe. Hear it? Joe. Train worker Joe Foster, man, has gone 65 years without taking what? I don't know, mate. We played the game. We didn't, None of us know. A day off. Sick. I said that. Sick. I said the holiday. Sick. No, it's I not said holiday. holiday. It's not holiday. I said holiday. Not, I mean, for you, sometimes it's holiday. <laughs> oh, I'm ill. In, oh, in Ibiza. I can't come in. I can't come in because I'm not feeling very well today. Oh, is that the beach I hear? No, this... There's that joke, isn't there? I'm not going to tell it. Can't come in today. God, but if I, the guy finds at the bus, can't come in today. Why not? I'm sick. How sick are you? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's beyond cheeky, that. That's just... Um... <laughs> Do you like the workout? You like that, Kelly? Yeah, that's good. Thanks. <laughs> You'd have said that on air. I know. If you hadn't already got the sack. If the I woman in the loo had said it. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping heck. I mean, that. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. <clears throat> it wasn't anyway. though, was it? Because you'd have to call. I mean, you'd, you'd call someone, wouldn't you? Well, well I well, no, you. I would. I'd let them get on with it. I'd let me get on with it. Anyway, carry on, please. <laughs> So, oh, you did it. You had another day off sick. The 81-year-old's first job... What a massive bum lick. Was, <laughs> listen to this. The 81-year-old, he's 81 now, first job was at 15 delivering parcels before he served in the army and worked for a local council. I don't know why they're telling us that. Was he off sick all the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the trains. I love the trains. What an amazing little fella. Great grand... <laughs> there's not, there's not <laughs> enough people like that now. Wait for this, right? Do-gooders. People e- ringing sick willy-nilly. What? If you willy-nilly, you, you would. Instead, okay, hey, come on. Let's go. <laughs> let's just go uh, gaze above the, the waist, please. That's my philosophy on life anyway. Oh. <laughs> Great granddad Joe, who cycles to work every day, has been with South Eastern for the past 31 years. He has no plans to retire from his role helping travellers at St Mary Cray Station in South London. Okay. Saying, I love my job. I there's nothing wrong with having a day off sick. Even if you're if, sick, you should. You shouldn't be coming in contaminating no. everyone else. Well, exactly. And yet you've come in and you've got fleas. And if I, I, if I, the thing is, if I don't work, I don't get paid. I've got a sore throat. I just won't snog Kelly today. <laughs> the best bit coming in. I mean, really, it's, that's, it's all about, that's what it's all about.
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also busy on the North Orbital Road in Bricketwood at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout at the moment. In Luton on Airport Way, there are queues at the Holiday Inn roundabout. And also in Hitchin, it's very busy on Hexton Road at the moment, eastbound between Upper Tile House Street and the A505 and Hitchin Road. It's looking very busy on speed sensors, but on the train departure boards, there aren't any delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, uh, nearly on time. That's the first. Uh, it is Tuesday, the 25th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An elderly woman is unable to leave Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's no longer ill, because there aren't enough carers to look after her. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings over the way they treated an autistic man they arrested in Luton. And the Labour leadership candidates are speaking in Stevenage this morning. Now, we've gone down from five to just the Labour lead. There aren't five, are there? Do we think someone, no names, no pack drill, did a boo-boo on the first suggestion there were five? Sorry, you're eating a cake. I do apologise for Don't interrupting. Don't apologise, it's delicious. A flipper. I mean, just what's the point of coming in? It's all in? about the food. We're in the kitchen, the actual kitchen here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen. I have a confession to make. Go on. Oh. I don't like blue cheese. Ooh. Oh. But oh. I love this. Local chef showcasing simple, straightforward dishes you can try at home. Gooseberry crumble, Thai noodle salad and easy lemon tiramisu. All of those recipes, as always, available on our recipe sheet. Good home cooking. That That's everyone it. can do, but it's so tasty. The reason that I put coconut water in there was just actually to slacken off the sauce a little bit as I was cooking it. It's milder and it's creamier and it's sweeter. You're definitely right, it's sweeter. Um, and it doesn't taste of feet. Nick Coffer's Weekend Kitchen, every Sunday morning from 11 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know what's happened to the phone calls. We, we we don't get any, and then when we do, it's this tired old prune. Good morning, Matthew. Morning. Now, you owe us an apology. Do I? Yes, you do, mate. Oh, about yesterday? Yes, about yesterday. Oh, yeah, well, that wasn't my fault. It was to do with the technology well, of the world. It was, it was, for those who don't know, Matthew was one of the uh, premier contestants on iPod Roulette, a brand new game I've, I made up just for this station. And um, all you had to do, Matt, was I have an iPod. Just game anyway. Sorry? Why don't you just play a pop quiz? Play a pop quiz? Just do a pop quiz. A pub quiz. Yeah, all we could do, all we could do, here's a fun thing we could do, Matt. Ask the questions yeah, here's a, here's a fun thing we could do, Matt. We yes. could do a rolling quiz where I set up five questions and then you come on. If you can answer one of the questions, then, then, then you get to set the next question. Mm, not bad. Yeah, it's not a bit of fun. It's never happening. Yeah, but it's not. Will, will you say sorry? Uh, not to you. But who? Okay. I'll who? say sorry to Kelly because I let her down. Okay, then um, I'm going to put Kelly on the line. Kelly, you're live on BBC Three Counties Radio, despite recently losing your job for inappropriate <laughs> language. Matthew, you're through to Kelly. What would you like to say to her? Kelly, I'm very sorry. I let you down, and of course he gave you a lot of stick, and he gave me abuse, which he's very good at. You're welcome. That's all right. Thank you. None taken. (laughs) Ian, what I want to talk about the carer. Okay, yes. 
You know it's my favourite subject. Well, it's a strange favourite subject to have. Well, this this care business, it's, yeah. it's all wrong because yeah. you've got nurses who earn 28, 30,000 a year. Yeah. A carer is a person which is really a nurse, uh, as but, good as a nurse. Well... Not as, not as qualified as a nurse. Yeah, well, the medical qualifications, of course. But a carer, if you've got to have a good carer, she should be paid a proper wage. One of my mum's carers, two of them nicked loads of uh, jewellery from her. Uh, another one nicked loads of clothes and sold them at a car boot sale. And another one, let's go, I'm working in reverse order of, of heinous crimes, um, yeah. said, what do you want for lunch? I'll have some pasta. All right, I'll do some pasta. Put the pasta in front of my mum and went, right? Yeah, but I, I had Can I same. finish? Can I finish? It was dry sure. pasta. She hadn't boiled it. She hadn't, just, it, was, it was just dry pasta. So some of them... Like, right, so let, let's, let's get real about this. Cut the Mac. Let's get real about this. Some of the carers, a lot of the carers, are flipping brilliant and do a brilliant job and go above and beyond and they don't get paid enough and they have to wipe people's backsides and they have to clear up mess and they have to change sheets yeah. and they have to dress people and they have to do all kinds of horrible stuff, right? There are some dodgepots, though, as well. We yeah, haven't got a flipping clue. Yeah, but you've got to, you've got to suss the, the dodgy ones out of you. Well, I've just... Well, in the, sp well in the space of a year, I've just given you f f examples of four dodgepots, one of whom went to prison. Yeah, but you're tiring everybody with the same brush. No, here. I'm not, Matt, because if you listened... Yes, you are. You're no, so no, no, I'm not, no, if you listened to what I said... I am listening. Well, you're, well the, OK, again. no, but you're not hearing what I said, because you're, you're, you're being... No, you're not, Matt, because you're being really selective, because I made a very specific point of saying that most of them are very good people. So I'm not tarring them all with the same brush. I'm tarring all of the bad ones with the same brush, yeah. Kick yeah. them off a cliff. Seriously, yeah. ste stealing three gra grand from my mum... And they're not oh, getting no, it back. No. Kick them off a cliff. Go on, I don't want people like that hanging around vulnerable people. Serving a bowl of pasta that's just dried pasta from the... Kick them off a cliff. Yeah. I'm not disputing that here. So it's the second apology you owe me. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know why I bother phoning you. You can't even get a word in edgeways. You're so... You can be so... Uh, you can be like a bad nurse. <laughs> but I still like you. <laughs> and you're only on £6.50 an hour, which is a shame. Like a poor carer. So I'm going now. Goodbye, Ian. Look after yourself. Tough night. Oh, are you okay, Paul? He's gone. Well, that's um, that's ended peacefully. Was he flirting with yeah. you? I think I think he was flirting. There, there was, was a touching moment, wasn't there? Uh, well, it, had I you like been in the you. room, there would have been. Yes. I like you. The thing is, I sprayed. <laughs> Prior to that call, I sprayed, and it really paid off. I wish you wouldn't spray in there. I've got. No, it doesn't matter. Um, where are we going now? Texas. Uh, what, oh, we're not going to go to a story? Yes, as soon as someone... Um, let's do some Texas while someone... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
What Texas have you got? Um, uh, uh, Catherine Boyle, isn't it? Steve. Yes. Hello, Steve. Has he gone 65 years without visiting a railway station? No. <laughs> Same Steve. That's very funny, Steve. Thank you for that. Same Steve. Has he gone 65 years without a pension? That's not so funny. I was, I was just stuck with the railway station. That made me laugh. Um... Maffin Hanslope, I may have misheard the German activist story, but are they <laughs> suggesting... <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones that are upset that German cows in the mountains have to wear those... those traditional cowbell. The traditional cowbell. Yeah. Cowbells. Rus.com. Cowbells. Forward slash. I've been the sound of the alpines. <laughs> The Alps. The Alps. Along with those great big... Of course they have. For years, but apparently they're driving the cows mad. Stop being so shallow and fatuous. Can't help it. Maffin Hanslow. One of the guests refused to come on the show yesterday, saying we were shallow and fatuous. After listening to us filling, because he wasn't answering his phone. um, He says shallow and fatuous as though that's a bad thing. Mm. I take that as a genuinely as a great compliment. Yeah, shallow. Most of my favourite things are shallow and fatuous. Yeah. What, what, what do you think is going on today's show? He also said we sounded like a load of mates um, messing about in a pub. Again, can we, can we get that quote in a po- <laughs> on a poster somewhere? Job done. Quick, get to the things. I want to do this next story. Go. Maff and Hanslow taking yes. a sideways look at the cowbell story. Okay, Maff. I may have misheard... The, you didn't mishear it. He's going to do a funny. Here we go. I like this. Go I on, may Maff. have misheard the German activist story, but are they oh. suggesting the bell causes mad cow disease? Or is the evidence based on the image on the packs of laughing cow cheese triangles? Maff and Hanslow. Um, Maff, I'm going to have to ask you to stop texting us for a period of 24 hours. Really have a long, hard look at your text history. and, and Do you really want to be... Responsible for those? I don't think so. Now, an internal investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man they mistook for a criminal has found that there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. It's a story we've been talking about here for ages, for months and months and months. The officer's already been cleared in court of all charges in relation to an alleged attack on Farouk Ali outside his home in Luton. Uh, Well, Farouk's brother, Dobir Ali, joins me now. Morning, Dobir. Morning. Um, give us your thoughts on, on, on the way this story is progressing. Um, obviously, this has been going on for quite some time. Um, now, there's an internal misconduct hearing taking place. So, we, so there is a uh, case to answer for. Uh, we're just hoping that this misconduct hearing takes place as quickly as we hope it does. Because it's been dragging on for... Uh, nearly come to two years. If it lasts. Is it two years? It will be two years next year. Uh, what? what the next year? Just yes, sorry. Well, when the misconduct hearing will take place, uh, they say it'd be early or late this year or early next. I see. Year. I see. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and just remind us. So Farouk is um, he's autistic. He's he's vulnerable. He's a, he's a grown man. And um, as strange as it may seem to some people, one of his things is he likes to watch the bins being picked up and taken out, doesn't he? That's right. Because they're autistic people, they've got a set routine, you see. And they do that quite oftenly. And one thing he does, he actually helps a bin man. And the neighbours as well takes the bin and puts the bins back. And on this day in question, um, uh, uh, some police thought he was up to no good and um, they arrested him. Um, and the, the confusion is to uh, exactly how potentially aggressive they were towards your brother. Is that right? 
well, they didn't, they didn't arrest him. Uh, they um, uh, obviously they uh, they thought he was something, someone else, or a robber or a burglar, and uh, and they 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 made contact with him, and from there he just sort of like developed. Now, what's this? There's footage of this, isn't it? Were they wearing those little cameras on their chests? No, no. Um, what happened was um, <clears throat> because it's the uh, ANPR uh, vehicle which carries um, camera uh, on in the in the vehicle, and the vehicle camera was on, and you could hear and you could see what they were doing. Right. And on that video, you, you could see that my brother was wa- walking away <clears throat> and they turned around and, you know, laughing, giggling. And this is why it's very, very important that the video is released. And, and you wh- could see... What are they saying? Are they going to release the video? Or are they kind of they're saying they're not going to? Where, where are we with that? Well, in, that, in relation to the video, they're saying they're not going to release it yet until... Um, the, the internal investigation is over, and then they may consider releasing that. And uh, my question is, and uh, the video was played in a public court. Uh, the public had access to uh, to a court, and they heard it, and looked people come in, and they still don't want to release it. And my question is, how will they jeopardize investigation when it was already played in the court, and when it was already, uh, people heard it in court yeah. as well? Uh, this must be very frustrating for you and your family. How's uh, how's your brother doing? Yeah, I mean, he's actually a lot of you know, pressure on the family. Uh, my brother, he's actually getting better now slowly. So there's a lot of pressure on the family at the moment. All right. Well, listen, Dobby, um, keep in touch. Um, do, do, do we know when the hearing's... Do, do, do the hearing... Oh, it's so confusing. The investigation has happened, and so now we're waiting for the hearing. Any idea when that's going to be? Well, uh, yeah, uh, but we don't know yet. Uh, I received a letter saying that it's most likely to be late this year or Fair early heck. next year. They they like dragging it out, don't they? They do, they do, they do. And like I said, if it is early next year, that's going to be two years. Oh man, alive! Uh, Dobby, listen, I just it just frustrates me because, and you know, I'm I'm not even particularly involved in this story, and I I, I often think that with things like this, they drag these things out. I don't know if yeah. it's true with this case, because they're just hoping that everyone goes away, you know. And it, lose interest in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was, it was years ago. Well, oh, we, we're not going to wait another six months. You, you keep fighting for your brother, Dobir, and um, you, you keep hanging in there and let us know how it goes. I will, I will. And Thank just you. Let, you know, there, w- there will be a public meeting this Wednesday. Yeah, go on, where's that? That's going to be at Bay Park Community Centre. All right. Nice one, Dobby. Listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Um, they do drag these things out. They'll just sort it out. Come on. 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is very busy anti-clockwise between junction 24 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And the A1 is slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. Check-in speed sensors in Luton and Airportway still has queues around the Holiday Inn roundabout. In Hitchin on Hexton Road, it's slow between uh, at the upper Tilehouse Street. And on the speed sensors in Harford and the High Street's busy in both directions and so is St Albans Road. No reported problems on the trains at the moment though. Uh, Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a shortage of carers means an elderly woman can't go home from Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's well. 87-year-old Margaret Morn was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago. Two Bedfordshire police officers will face a misconduct hearing over the way they treated an autistic man. The officers have already been cleared of assaulting Furu Kelly. And the Labour leadership contenders are appearing at a hustings in Stevenage this morning. They're also meeting with acting leader Harriet Harman today to discuss concerns the election could be flawed and open to legal challenges. The weather will be dry and sunny this morning but turning cloudy with heavy rain later this afternoon. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius. That's 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford will compete in the final at the World Athletics Championships in China today. Since claiming gold in London, he's added the European and Commonwealth titles to his collection. A win today would make him only the fifth Briton after Daly Thompson, Linford Christie, Sally Gunnell and Jonathan Edwards to hold all four major titles simultaneously. Uh, there's always extra pressure. I think every competition I go into, I put as much pressure on myself as possible because you have to deal with it. That's why I love being on the Diamond League circuit. I want to jump against the best week in, week out because that's what going to test me and, and, and that's what's going to help keep me consistent and, and performing well and so far this year it's been pretty good on the Diamond League circuit. It's going to be an exciting final I think. Liverpool drew 0-0 with Arsenal in the Premier League last night. Three of our teams play in the second round of the Capital One Cup this evening. Watford travelled to Preston with manager Kike Flores likely to give a chance to players who haven't featured in the Premier League so far. Some players they try but physically is not good, it's not really fit absolutely to to suffer 90 minutes, but okay, slow, uh, slowly they are going to, to find space in the in the first eleven. The MK Dons play at home to Cardiff, while Luton Town take on Premier League side Stoke at Kenilworth Road. Hadders boss John Still says he's likely to make changes to his side and formation. Uh, to be honest, I've got the game pretty clear in my mind, you know, so I need to just think about that and decide really. See, it was difficult because Tuesday is a different game. It's, you know, we might have to play completely different. You know, that would have nothing to do with what we do after. You know, so I'll have to look at Tuesday. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at eight o'clock. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine 
Okay. TV themes that are sung by the star. The full guy sung by Lee Majors. Beautiful. Minder, obs, but he doesn't sing the theme. No. He doesn't sing the theme. Was that the end? We doesn't. Well, that's still the closing. He doesn't sing it. There are no vocals. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. There are no vocals. I could be so good for you. <laughs> Love you like you want me to. I do anything for you. I'll be so good for you. No, there are no vocals to that. He performed it. I remember him performing it with a big beard. Do you remember that? He performed it on a big beard with a TV show once. But on the actual People used to fancy him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a bit of all right. Oh. He was um, proper British sexy in the same way that um, Barbara Windsor was. Yeah, smoker's teeth. Um, but there were no vocals on the Minder theme tune. That, uh, that, it was like, that was like Anita Dobson. There were no vocals so to... Any, anyone can fall in love. No, Anita Dobson added them herself. Did she? Well, someone did. It went so well. Um, so Minder doesn't actually count in terms of uh, theme tune sung by the uh, star. Okay. Any other? Well, obviously the monkeys. I hear with the monkeys. Yes, mm -hmm. lovely. Thank you. We'll have that. Nice. I like it. Um, oh, this is a story all about how, how my life got, got flipped and upside down. down. So I'd like to take oh, a minute just sit right there and tell you how we came to the Prince of Uncle Bel Air. Sorry, guys. He's bringing that back, isn't it? Oh. Oh no, that'll be good. Really? He's bringing it back for his son. He'd be bringing. Uh, oh, is his son in it? Oh, don't. Will he be the dad then? No, this he'll be he'll be the fresh prince. He'll be the fresh king, and then there'll be a new fresh prince. The son will be the fresh prince. Will I am? <laughs> That's his son, yeah. Yeah. And then his on. wife Jada Pinkett Smith will be in it as Benson, the um, gay but, butler. He wasn't gay, was he? He's just English. I interviewed. They confuse that in America. I interviewed. I had to interview um, the butler from Benson. Uh, this sentence really takes a lovely twist at the end. The last two words really make this sentence. I had to interview the butler from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> He's a proper actor, isn't he? He's a proper actor. He's a lovely bloke. And then he, there was a weird bit. Right, so we're talking about he was doing a play or something. He was ever doing Shakespeare or something. I think it was an all-black Shakespeare. Blackspear. And, um, and we talked about Fresh Prince, of course. And he said... Then he got weird. He said... Because what's his catchphrase in in ben, in, um, in Fresh Prince? He says something like, "His name isn't Benson." By no, the way. I'm thinking of Benson. Um, Phillips, Dave Benson Phillips. I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of Benson, who, who was who was a butler. That was a, something else. Anyway, but so this this, this guy, uh, he had like a catchphrase, which was certainly "Sir" or something. Yes, sir. That's not a catchphrase. That's <laughs> just a response. <laughs> <to word. laughs> catchphrase is a response. And he said, "I'm going to say something." to you now, which I vowed I would never say to a white man. Oh. Yes, sir. I felt really uncomfortable. That's not, he has a catchphrase that's more subservient than yes, sir. But he had, <laughs> Shall I find out? Yeah, please do, Kels. Is he actually English? No, he's posh. <laughs> he's neither English nor gay, he's just posh. All those things can be mixed up. Um, trust me, I know. <laughs> oh, cheeky. Um, but it was very, it was weird. I, I, I'm going to say something. I vowed I would never say to a white man. What, you put white white man. Those are Americans. They do vehicle. White. They speak proper over there, innit? Mm. Um, crocodile shoes. Crocodile shoes. Crocodile shoes wasn't a series, was it? Yes, mate. It was a series starring Jimmy Nails called Crocodile Shoes. It was called Crocodile. Theme tune. It was called Crocodile Shoes. I think I like Spender. 
or something. There wasn't a theme tune to spend. No, Crocodile Shoes was a thing. Was Did it? Lovejoy sing Lovejoy? <laughs> um, okay, so we're doing. Thank you for that, uh, Anonymous. Eight one. It was Jimmy Nail that sent that in, wasn't it? Thank you, but per- 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 double three. Eight one. Uh, Who sang out Vida Zane Pet? There was no eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. TV shows where the theme tune is sung by the uh, stars. So, so far, we've got Crocodile Shoes, we've got The Monkeys, we've got The Fresh Prince, we've got um, The Fall Guy. Laverne we... and Shirley, did they do theirs? Yeah, Laverne and Shirley did theirs, yep, 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 yep. yep. Did the kids from the Double Decker Bus do theirs? You just Googled that. No, I didn't. You just Googled kids from Double Decker no, Bus. No, I've Googled Jeffrey Butler from... Jeffrey. Jeffrey, is his name, is he called Butler? His surname was Butler, yeah. That You're thinking of um, on the buses. I'll get you, Butler. He oh. died, he died. Where was the public what? morning for him? For Blakey. Blakey died Coincided, while I was... didn't he? Oh else. dear. Okay, this is okay. So we've got two. We've got two games on the road. One of them is going to sound uh, inappropriate. It's not. It's done with love and it's done with respect. Okay. Theme tune sung by the stars, and it's going to sound. Oh I, no, no, I don't like this. I can't think of a way of phrasing this. Maybe don't. I'm going to say celebrity death poker. What I mean is. They Famous, died at the same time. They died at the same time. Wasn't it? Who died? Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. There we go. So you're playing a good hand. Got You've got Farrah Fawcett. You think you're going to win, and then Michael Jackson. Top trumps. So, and I, 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 I'm making it sound more insensitive than I want to. But, but celebrities that have died, but then they were trumped. They were trumped by Hello, a bigger morning. celebrity. Morning. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Eight one three double three. Start your text. Three C R R R. Oh, thank you. Who's this anonymous again? Bruce Forsyth. Alive. He's not dead. Is the name of the game, and oh. I want to play the game with you. Alive. Terribly tame if you don't oh. play the game we do. Didn't Russ Abbott sing? Russ Abbott sing Madhouse. Everybody, at Russ's Madhouse. Russ's Madhouse on a Saturday night. Did Jim like Davidson that? sing Big Break? No, he didn't. That was no, Chester Dave. Dave. Oh. Whoa. No, he didn't sing. There is no theme tune to mind. There are no words to the Minder theme tune on Minder. What if that you want different. to explain the situation? Yeah, that. but he, but he didn't. That, there's I'm no, sure I heard words to that. <laughs> words to it. He sang it with a big bushy beard on a TV show. I remember that. But not on Minder. They were added later. Oh. Graham might be able to help. Has uh, yeah. he got a quick reminder? Yes, Graham. <laughs> Is that <laughs> Graham? Yes, Graham. Don't keep going on about Scylla. Yes, Graham. <coughs> Morning. Glad to have you back, mate. Uh, but do you know what? I'm, I will be glad to be back in about three weeks' time when I've reacclimatised. My alarm went off at 3.56 this morning. It blew my flipping mind. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Anyway, what you got for us, Gray? Um, Roy Castle. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have that, thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, I'm trying to, it it must be the greatest, you get given, Graham, you get given a TV show to either present or act, right? And that's good, and you're going to be making good, you're going to be making a few grand off that. And then they say, do you know what, we'd really like you to sing the theme tune as well. A, it's another 250 quid, but B, you're, you're really stamping your authority on that show, aren't you? That's it. Was the Southport Castle? Was he possibly related to McWhirt? Hello, three counties. Say that again. Um, it's the McWhirt, but, uh, well, well, record. 
Gibbons book. The, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the McWhirters, they were they were um, part of Guinness, weren't they? they? Did they not own Guinness, or was that Guinness? <laughs> they just drunk a lot of it. Really. I think they might have done. I think my sister. Thank you, Graham. Oh, Jeff, thank you. Kelsey Grammer, Frasier, yes. Oh, toss salads and scrambled eggs, yes. I tried to like Frasier, but I no, don't. No, you're wrong. It's great. Frasier's great. No, Daphne used to drive me flipping nuts. She's actually English know, as well. I am Mancunian, so why is she talking like that? Why is she doing a, a, a Mary Poppins? Big Break was sung by Captain Sensible. You might be right. I'm not. You might be right. Actually. Probably. I think we're thinking of Snooker Loopy Nuts, are we? Snooker Loopy. Put the red, then screw back for the yellow, yellow, green, green, brown, blue, blue pink, pink, and black. black. Snooker Loopy Nuts, are we? We're all Snooker Loopy. loopy. Um, we're doing old TV shows, but in a fun way. We say. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I can't have Princess Diana and uh, Mother Teresa because they weren't on the same day. They've got to be on the same day. They've got to be. I'll give you a window of two days, actually, either side. 03459 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for the A404 at Chorleywood and 16 for the M40. And it's also busy on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Watford on Lower High Street, it's very busy at the Bushy Arches. And looking at the speed sensors in Harpenden, it's busy on the High Street in both directions. And there are no problems reported on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, we've got a good one. We've got a good one on Twitter. And I knew this guy had done one, and I couldn't think what it was. I thought I'd imagined it. Just if I can download it. Fernandinab B. Uh, where are we? 7.45. It's Tuesday, the 25th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A shortage of carers means an elderly woman can't go home from Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's well. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings over the way they treat an autistic man in Luton. And the Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford is going to try and do a really, really, really long jump today. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a nice start actually outside. We've lost the rain from yesterday, but not long term, I'm afraid. This sunshine isn't going to last all day, so if you're heading out, take precautions for the wind and the rain for later. So enjoy the sunshine as the cloud approaches, turning cloudier, some showers, and then the heavier band of rain arrives. Um, some heavy bursts in there through the course of the afternoon and an increasing breeze as well. So it's going to be fairly miserable by the end of the day. Temperatures getting up to 18 Celsius. Now overnight, this rain, the pulses kind of fizzle out a little bit and then some heavier rain arrives through the early hours of tomorrow morning. We hang on to the breeze. In fact, it's going to get a bit windier through to dawn tomorrow and the minimum temperature down to 13 Celsius. A wet start and quite a windy start tomorrow morning, but gradually post lunchtime, the rain will die away. It becomes dry, some sunshine and the wind eases a touch as well. Still the risk of maybe a sharp shower tomorrow evening, but the temperature is improved as well. We're looking at 22 Celsius as a maximum and that's your forecast. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
555 is the telephone number. Here we go, here we go. I know, I know we don't do kids' shows from the 70s, but this is from the 80s. Have, have this. About with it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Paul Daniels singing the Whizbit theme tune. I used to love that. It was. I didn't. I didn't get it. What no, was it? It was quite psychedelic, wasn't it? It was. It was like the British HR Puffin stuff. And there was a woman who used to pop out and say, "What's the question of the day?" We have to stop the cock. We are doing old kids' TV shows. Right. Let's let's back away. Back away from the precipice. We back away from the precipice. Um, um, let me hang on. Let's bring us back into the room. We need a little bit of. Um... No. No. We need this. There we go. We're back. We're back. We're back in the room. That was close. It's easily done. Yeah. What? What's he saying? Unga. Unga. <laughs> he is saying Unga. All right. OK, well, we're back in the room. 03459 455. 555 is the telephone number. Now, a pilot scheme which will see firefighters taking on the work of paramedics is being trialled in Lincolnshire. Yeah. You call an ambulance and you might get a fire person instead. Well, in a moment, we'll speak to Gary Sanderson, formerly uh, of the East of England Ambulance Service. But first, uh, let's speak. Have we got Keith? I don't know. Where is he? Uh, oh, I don't understand all this. He's not on Fader 2. Keith is not on Fader 2. Let's go. Do, let's go. I tell you what we'll do. I can, I can work my way around this. Don't worry. I'm a professional. Is Keith there now? You need to t- you need to tell me is Keith there now? He is there. Okay, because this guy, the way this computer set up, I can't see anything. Uh, let's go to Keith Hanscom from the Fire Brigades Union. Morning, Keith. Good morning, Ian. Uh, this sounds unusual. <laughs> I'm trying to tread delicately. Yes, well, it's uh, got some interesting elements to it. Of course, I think any firefighter, any ambulance crew would uh, always want us to do what we can to help the public. But I think we need to also look at the full picture. The real problem for the ambulance service at the moment is that the whole healthcare problem we've got is under pressure. You've got, uh, we're putting record numbers of people who are elderly, sick and vulnerable back into the communities to be cared for there. We've cut back the, the local community health care and social care services. GP surgeries can't cope. Uh, and unfortunately, the hospitals as well have to keep churning people out of the hospitals because they haven't got enough doctors, nurses and particularly an accident emergency, the registrars that they require. So um, we're dealing at the wrong end of the problem, probably, by thinking we need more and more people to pick ill and sick people up to take them to a hospital and sit in a queue outside because there's no, there's not enough uh, resources in the hospital to accept them. I thought that the fire services um, were facing cuts anyway, so to lump extra work on them and extra responsibility seems, um, well, I just can't quite get my head around it. Well, I think there's a whole lot of problems with it. Again, I think, the, again, as I say, firefighters are willing to look at anything if it works for the public. But the problem is we are being facing the biggest cuts in our history ever as well. And the truth is when you dial 999 because you've got a family friend, a daughter, a wife, a husband who's seriously ill, what you want is an ambulance. Yeah. You want a firefighter. And I had to correct something you said earlier, that we're not replacing paramedics. They're actually, paramedics will still be needed to deal with the people the firefighters will get sent to in this pilot scheme. The firefighters are there to simply drive an ambulance. Oh, you're a taxi fine. service now? We're a taxi service. Oh! We have got actually rather professional firefighting, rescue, terrorist bombs, car crashes to deal with. And so it is a bit interesting that this is the answer, the great golden answer to a much, much bigger problem than just when there's enough ambulance crews. I know I will get texts, Keith, and this isn't necessarily what I think, but I will get texts from people, um, and it always amazes me, saying, well, come on a minute. We all know that firefighters sit on their big hairy backsides all day, um, uh, watching films, playing pool, weightlifting. How often do they get called out to a real emergency? And I've actually had texts and phone calls from people saying that. 
well, of course, people hang on to the, uh, the, the vision of the 1970s as a far more modern, different place than it was uh, then. We spend most of our time out in the community doing community safety work, as well as the car accidents and other uh, accidents like that are a growing part of, our, of our, uh, our profession at the moment. So it's not as true as people like to paint it, unfortunately. But where there is spare capacity, particularly in rural communities where we've got the fantastic work of our retained firefighters, I think there is a capacity there for things such as, which are relatively simple in medical terms, as a heart attack victim and a defibrillator being sent to assist. I think there's merit in those areas being looked at, but to replace paramedics with firefighters who've already got their own job to do, I think is, is you know, it's a sticking plaster for a gunshot wound, frankly. Uh, Keith, uh, thank you for all the work that you and your lot do. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Ian. It's appreciated, because I don't think people say, you know, we, we, we've kind of been programmed to hate firefighters going on strike because um, their, their pensions and their work conditions are, are being changed. Oh, lazy so-and-sos. No, they're brilliant. They save lives. They save lives, that lot. When did you do it? Thank you, Keith. Genuinely. 03459 455 555. Right, Gary Sanderson uh, retired from the East of England Ambulance Service after 30 years uh, as a paramedic and indeed uh, a spokesman. Gary, what do you think about this? It's, it's a very interesting initiative. Uh, one was, we all know it's at its early stages, but first and foremost, if a fire, police, for instance, or ambulance crew can get to someone to save their life in the initial stages, that you know that is brilliant. But I think it's not going to be taken in good faith with the public. You know, firefighters are out there rescuing and putting out fires do a brilliant job, and paramedics are dedicated professionals, and that's what the public want to see when they call 999 for an ambulance. Um, it, it, I mean, could it work? Could it relieve pressure? We all know that the, the, the ambulance services are, are struggling. Um, could it relieve pressure on, on them and make... And, and could it save lives, I guess, is the, is the question. That's what it's aimed at, I suppose. Yes, as, as I said earlier, in, you know, early stages, and I think the stats are that 80% of the calls that they've already done are ambulance-related calls, and mm. 20% is the fire calls. So I know the East of Amsterdam is doing a massive paramedic recruitment to get hundreds and hundreds more paramedics out on the operational field, which is brilliant. But I can't, I can't see this initiative being spread throughout the country. I, I don't think it's going to be practical. And obviously, there's going to be lots of issues around that. Don't we just need, like, loads more money? <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, I'm making it sound a little bit more basic than perhaps but we, we just need more money and more people, don't we? We, we certainly do. You know, paramedics now come in with paramedic science degrees. It takes a lot of time to train. You know, and I, I did... Uh, do some research about the initiative and you know, they're going to do about 50 hours of training in medical aid, you know, 50 hours is nothing you know, you want paramedics out there who've got years and years of experience like the firefighters you know, they've got massive amounts of experience doing what they do and it, I can't believe it's going to be it will replace the paramedics on the road mm. Gary, always good to talk to you thank you very much, Gary Sanderson uh, formerly of the East of England Ambulance Service and the other voice was Keith Hanscom from the Fire Brigades Union those people do, or have done in their uh, time, like proper jobs. So they actually save lives. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine saving someone's life. Not just once, but you do it a few times. You know, that's your job, is saving lives. And yet they still get, you know, they still get their finger pointed at them and uh, you lazy so-and-sos. How dare you? I'd look at you. you know, I remember um, when we did firefighters on here before and we had one guy, and I think he phoned up, who was really angry, um, saying, well, all they do is they just sit, they just sit around. When, when do they actually go and really put out fires? How many fires have they actually put out? Well, yeah. even if they put out one, even if they're, they're getting one person out of a crushed car, that's enough, isn't it? Isn't that enough?
This guy was furious. Anyway, 03459 555 555. Uh, Morecambe and Wise singing the theme tune. Beautiful. Sybil Shepherd, who sang Moonlighting? I mean, why would Bruce let her do that? Because he fancied himself as a singer. He, sang, he? he sang The Return of Bruno. Did he? Yeah. Um, there's Les saying, uh, excellent um, interpretation of the sports news there, Ian. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Thanks, Les. Les. I'm he enjoying. does enjoy the show, doesn't He's he? changed his tune, hasn't he, since I've been away? Did you miss me when I was away? Did you hang my picture on your wall? I can't sing that anymore. Glitter, isn't it? Oh, um, oh we got um, uh, Daniel-san. Hello. Yeah, where have you been? I've been all around Dunswall, asking people about Toy Story 3. Yeah, I, I know. I asked you an hour and a half ago. Look, there was no one in Dunswall. Look, did he just start an answer to look. me, the boss, yeah. with a look? Did he? Yeah. He did. You do something different with your hair? Uh, yeah, if you want. Okay. Okay, uh, Daniel Sand, listen. You've, you've disrespected me. Yep. You've disrespected my family. Right. So I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to um, have to kill you karate oh. style. When? Well, I'll do it after the show. Shall okay. we listen to your package first? What, what, what did I send you out on to get you out of the building? You want... Oh, thanks. You wanted me to find... Again, there's an attitude there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. And there. You wanted me to know if... And there, surprisingly. You did you cry? Did you cry during Toy Story 3? Yes, I did. Oh, that was the question. Yeah. Right, and? And I went out and I asked people at Dunstable. I've got a Polish perspective, and it's all in this package. And? That's when you hit play. No, that's when you say, could you press play, please, sir? Could you press play, please, sir? Did Toy Story 3 make you cry? I'm not really into those sort of films. What films do make you cry? I don't think I've ever cried at a film. Me neither. That's good. You've got a lot in common. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm not so sure. Why? Because I'm not walking around with a microphone. Yeah, but I'm not walking around with some juice. It's a valid point. Did you cry when you saw Toy Story 3? Right? Uh, sorry, I not speak, uh, don't speak English. But what about Toy Story 3? Do you like it? Uh, yes, I like like this this uh, this city, this, this, like this country. Did you cry during Toy Story 3? No, I didn't watch it. Why not? I don't like Toy Story. Oh, what films do you make you cry? Despicable Me. Why did Despicable Me make you cry? Because of the minions. They're meant to be funny, aren't they? Well, no, but they're sad as well. Oh, like everything, I guess. Yeah. Thank you. Did you cry at Toy Story 3? Didn't have seen it. What films have made you cry? Busy mates. Never seen it. What's it about? It's about some bloke being hassled by a man with a pickle in his hand. Toy Story 3, did you cry? No. <laughs> no, I want to tell you something about my okay. family. I want to keep on about my family. Right. I've got a great mum and dad and a great sister. Wherever my mum and dad is, I know one day they're all going to go. So what I'm going to say is yep. I love them. I'd be all three of them. Did they cry at Toy Story 3? Hey. Did they cry at Toy Story 3? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I don't know. I didn't anyway. Did you no. see it? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> what a surprisingly touching package you've got, Daniel San. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is looking very busy now, so anti-clockwise there are queues between Junction 18 for Torleywood and 16 for the M40, and there are also delays around Junction 20 for Kings Langley. In Watford on Lower High Street, it's busy at the Bushy Arches, and Borehamwood has the A1 very slow southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. In Ruxton on the A1 Great North Road, there are queues southbound between the Comeworth Turnoff and the Cat Roundabout, and on the train departure boards, there aren't any delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed.
We'll find um, some other nonsense just to keep Daniel Sun out of the building because I really, I just, I find his presence um, just far too arousing to um, to be able to concentrate on my work. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Yep, that'll do. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee New. The headlines, elderly woman from Watford stuck in hospital despite being well. Bedfordshire police officers to face misconduct hearings and a second Luton councillor resigns. BBC Three Counties Radio. A pensioner from Watford is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital because of the difficulty of finding carers for her. 87-year-old Margaret Morn was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago but is still waiting to go home. Roma Mills from Carers in Hertfordshire told the and Lee, it's a struggle to get enough staff. Home care isn't wonderfully well paid. We don't value our home care workers perhaps as well as we should. And perhaps it doesn't look like a very attractive career to young people. And at the same time, you know, we don't suffer from low unemployment, uh, low employment in Hertfordshire. So there's not lots of people out there looking for jobs. And perhaps home care just doesn't look that attractive to someone entering the job market. Two Bedfordshire police officers will face a misconduct hearing over the way they treated an autistic man. The officers have already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali. Farouk's brother Dobia says he wants police car camera footage of the incident to be made public. On that video, you, you could see that my brother was walking away <clears throat> and they turned around and, you know, laughing, giggling. And this is why it's very, very important that the video is released. A second Labour councillor has resigned from the cabinet of Luton Borough Council after an investigation began into his conduct. Mohammed Ashraf, who is in charge of customer services, stood down yesterday after being suspended from the party. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has more. Councillor Ashraf has been a long-standing member of the cabinet and held the finance and public health portfolios in that time. He's now suspended from the Labour Party pending an investigation, though it's not clear what it's alleged to have done wrong. He's the second executive member to resign in recent days after Councillor Wahid Akbar stood down last week for personal reasons. The Labour leadership contenders are appearing at a hustings in Stevenage this morning. They're also meeting with acting leader Harriet Harman today to discuss concerns the election could be flawed. The former Labour Home Secretary Charles Clark says it's a disaster. We've got legal challenges. I think there may still be further legal challenges about the process. Issues about who can vote, who can't vote. Many party members who've been active for years distressed to see people who've been campaigning against the party with an equal vote to them in these circumstances. I don't think Harriet's done it very well. I think the changes Ed Miliband brought in were a mistake and many people argued that at the time and there have been a series of mistakes of this kind. In sports, the Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford will compete in the final at the World Athletics Championships in China today. This evening, Watford, the MK Dons and Luton Town play in the second round of the Capital One Cup. And the weather will be dry and sunny this morning, but turning cloudy with heavy rain later this afternoon. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius at 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you very much. 
Well, there we go. What a dilemma. Those headphones lasted two months, that's fine. That's good going. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What have we sent Daniel San out on? The latest one is... What haven't you done for years? There we go. You can call us on that as well if you want, but... 03459 455 555... You can give us a call about anything. You know the rules. We just sit here and we talk. You phone up. You know, if you want to join in the conversation, do. If you don't, I don't mind. I don't I'm bothered. <sighs> right, let's be having you. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, right, now we've been hearing this morning about the case of a Watford pensioner who's stuck in hospital in Aylesbury despite being well enough to go home. 87-year-old Margaret Morn, who's a former Paralympic champion, was she did the archery, uh, was given the all-clear by doctors in Stoke Mandeville more than two weeks ago, but is still waiting to go home because of a shortage of home carers. Uh, Roy Lilly is a former NHS Trust chairman and joins me now. Morning, Roy. Yeah, good morning. This story doesn't surprise me. I, 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 is it common? Yes, very. Um, I think, uh, if I'm right, if I can just draw to memory the figures, something like... Uh, over 80% of patients in some hospitals will be over 65. Uh, the big issue is that um, they come in perhaps, you know, with a bit of frailty, perhaps they've had a bit of a tumble, got dehydrated, need a bit of TLC and a bit of a sort out in hospital. It just pushes what we call their acuity, that's their ability to manage over the edge, so they need a bit more support going home. And, uh, you know, the hospital can fix them up in 48 hours, perhaps you know, a day longer, <clears throat> and then it's all down to social services and the care sector. Well, the difficulty that they've got is that they've had last year, in the last spending cycle, that's up to 2015, they had their budgets cut by 27%. There are further cuts now. Some say the whole thing is around 40%. So local authorities are struggling, you know, to fill up the holes in the roads and look after our old people with social care. They just don't have the people and they don't have the money. And so, in consequence, they, they don't do the care program. They can't plan a safe journey home because they simply don't have the money to pay the staff to do it. So people get marooned in hospital. I, I don't, I don't understand, Roy, how we ended up in a, in a country where um, old people are stuck in hospital beds for weeks on end because there's not enough money to pay for the, the, the help they need at home. Well, you know, it all goes back to... Uh, to be tedious about this but it goes back to the banking crisis the fact that the whole of the world's banking economy ground to a halt we very nearly went broke as a country we've now got austerity we've printed money and uh, we've got austerity austerity to pay it all back again um, you know hence uh, the uh, the uh, coalition's government's austerity package and that's been carried on now in spades really by its successor but so, surely there are so some things we can't happen. scrimp on there, there are some things that, we, that, 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 that to scrimp on would be would be churlish and and backfires because having um you know people like margaret stay in hospital that's still costing money it's just different money of course it is and it's you know <laughs> dare i say it, this is the jeremy corbyn answer you know put some more money in the system 
It's the uh, but look. It's the, uh, the the basis of all this. It's nothing to do really with social services or health service. They both know what to do to get people home safely. They just don't have the cash to do it. The reason they don't have the cash to do it is the government's policy is to have a low tax economy. During the last election, no, no one was talking about putting taxes up to pay for health or social care. They just don't do it because both of the major parties, Labour and uh, the Conservatives, believe in low tax economies. They think that's the way for it to flourish. And so none, no one was prepared to stand on the electoral platform to say, give me tuppence on income tax and I'll put it into health care and social care. Now we're reaping a dreadful harvest because we've got very vulnerable people. I mean, the people who are most vulnerable in our society are the ones that are trying to stay in their own homes. The ones in, in nursing homes, you know, no one wants to leave their own home, but the ones in nursing homes are better looked after, I think, than people who are struggling by in their own homes with four or five visits a day from complete strangers popping in for 10 and 15 minutes. And, and the companies that are doing that are now saying, look, we just simply don't have the money and the care, the Home Care Association, which is the organization that represents people who are doing home care, are saying, look, we're just not getting enough money in terms of fees from local government and, and some of our members are going to go broke and we won't be able to do it. There is no question what you're revealing here. Put your finger on it. Hit the nail on the head. There is a funding crisis in social care. Um, well, the, the, the kind of mantra has been for the past few years is stay at home. We don't want you to go and care homes. We want, you to, we want you to be able to stay in home, in your own home, as long as possible because of independence and because it might save us a few quid. But that can't work if people aren't... I sound like a sixth form student because I can't get my head around. We just got, just pay, just give more money. It seems yeah, you can't it, have you can't it, have eighty-seven year old women stuck in hospital when they're perfectly well to go home. Yes, I mean it's, it is it, it, it is actually sixth form economics. It's blindingly obvious. I mean, I, I'm I would just raise you know quite an interesting question mark here. Is it cheaper to maintain people in their own home, given that they need a care package, need they'll need rising services, they'll need meals, washing, social bathing, chiropody, hair washing, shopping, cleaning, lunch services, afternoon services, twilight services. You know, how many knocks on the door does it take to look after someone in their own home, or is a care home? Uh, actually, where all the overheads and we've circled the wagons are in one place, it might be cheaper. I've always thought that if you do a good old-fashioned, what accountants call a cost-in-flow calculation, that's the absolute amount of money that's swirling around keeping someone at home, it actually might reveal it's, it's more expensive. Because the other issue there is it's getting more and more difficult for the care home or the home care providers to recruit people. They're on the minimum wage. They don't, they don't pay them from travelling between one uh, episode of care to another. They're dealing, as I've already said, with some of the most vulnerable people. With, with, you know, and also, we spoke, to, we spoke to someone representing carers earlier on, and she, you know, she, she sold the career well. I, I've seen what carers do. It's a grim job. And if you say to uh, you know, a 20-year-old, or, or, th- or you say to anyone, you've got a choice. You can either go and help old people and dress them and feed them. You might have to wipe their backsides from time to time. And, or you can go and stack shelves in the supermarket. I know which one sounds the most appealing. Uh, of course, and there is no doubt about it that caring for some of our most vulnerable people is one of the most rewarding things you can do. The smile on the face when you arrive, the help that you can give them, the thanks that they give, the companionship that you can provide whilst you're there, it's wonderful. 
but it's a vocation. It doesn't suit everybody. Yeah. And we should, and people who don't share that sense of vocation shouldn't do it because they can do more harm than good. And the problem is there is very little career structure in being a care assistant. If you're working you know, on the minimum wage, how do you get promoted? Will the company send you on courses so you learn more about caring? Could you make a transfer into the nursing profession? How easy is that? Well, I can tell you it's very difficult. So, you know, we don't make a profession of it. If you look in other countries, Denmark's a very good place to see how they look after their elderly. There are companies there. It's uh, mainly private sector provided, but there are companies there that have an entirely different approach. I mean, it is, you know, I don't sort of really, one always gets sucked into the politics of these things because at the end of the day, it's the politicians who make the choices about what money we've got and where it goes. But there is no question about it. We're facing a care home uh, absolute crisis, and you've revealed it very well this morning. Roy, nice to talk to you. I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you very much indeed. Roy Lilly, former NHS Trust Chairman. Uh, you can have your say on that. I know not everyone will agree with what Roy is saying, but it seems obvious to me. You can't, you can't have an 87-year-old woman stuck in hospital for two weeks. You can't. <laughs> How do we get to a point where that's acceptable? My mum was stuck in hospital for about a month while they, they, they tried to get together a, a care pack. How is, that, how is that acceptable? You know, the, the, you judge a country by the way it treats its most vulnerable people. That's the elderly, the sick and the young. You know, and we, we ain't treating Margaret Morn very well, are we, hey? Um, oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Um, we've got another defector from West Midlands. I Look. know, I saw. Hello, Pamela. Morning, Pamela. All right, there, Pamela. You all right, Pamela. That's, I'm, I did it better. You right. sound South African. All right, there, Pamela. How are you going on this slide later on? Would you like to come to Solio? Would you like to go to the bullring? Bullring? <laughs> the what? The bullring. Would you like to go to the bullring? So where is Pamela from? Birmingham. Oh, oh, wow. Would you, you like tell? To, to not Pamela, get that. Pamela, would you like to go to the bullring? Oh. They got... I'm bringing <laughs> it back. They got a selfridge with Ed's diner in. Have they? In the bullring. Hello there. Is that the bullring? That's not bullring, is it? Yeah, I can't do... I, I'm doing it as best, as best as I can. I thought that was the mailbox. No, the bullring has got the Ed's diner... But the mailbox has mail got box. a Selfridges. The mailbox has not got a Selfridges, it's got a Harvey Nichols. Oh. You see, it's I know. Posh. It's still posh. Oh, um, I'm doing it now. I'm going South, South Africa. Um, anyway, morning, Pamela, and apologies. Rick Mayall and the cast sang the theme tune to The Young Ones so for Simon what? and Stevenage. Oh, well, yeah, you, no, you we're asked. asking that, yeah. And Brian Kant. Well done. Sang and starred in Play Away. P-L-A-Y. Play Away, Way, Away, Way, Away, Way, Away, Way, Away, Way, Away, 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 Now listen. Tony reckons Sons and Daughters was sung by the whole cast. Was it, Eck? Was it, it's a one fellow, isn't it? It was sons a lady. Sons and Daughters. Sons and Daughters. It was a lady. That ain't a lady. That's the, my wife singing the theme tune to Sons and Daughters from the Channel 9 Network, Australia. Copyright Mushroom Records. <laughs> <laughs> How about Morecambe and Wise singing their theme tune? Yeah, That's said, a classic, says Simon. Said that. He's right. Yeah. So uh, am I. And George and Zippy sung Rainbow, I think. No, they didn't. That was Rod Jane and Freddie sang it. Rod Birds of a Feather, says Dan. Paul they did Cook sing that, and Linda yeah. Robson. Yeah, yeah. What'll I do? Where, yeah, gosh, it was awful. Oh, that's cute. And Dennis Waterman sang New Tricks, says Colin. Well, that's great news. Paul, stay there, coming to you straight after the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Jollywood and 16 for the M40 and in Watford on the Lower High Street it's looking very slow on the speed sensors at the Bushy Arches and also on the North Circular Road it's very busy between the East End Road and the A1 at Henley's Corner. In Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, it's very slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the Combeworth turnoff. And looking at the speed sensors in Aylesbury, the A41 is very busy between Oxford Road and Exchange Street past the train station in both directions. On the train departure boards, though, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.16, it's um, Tuesday the 25th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A shortage of carers means an elderly woman can't go home from Stoke Mandeville Hospital even though she's well. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings over the way they treat an autistic man in Luton. And a second Labour councillor has resigned from the cabinet of Luton Borough Council after an investigation has begun, begun, began, begin, the begin into his conduct. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, I do like it a lot. Thank you very much. Have you had highlights in as well as a nut cut? Uh, no, I haven't. You're looking, you're looking... I, did, uh, I did get a little bit political yesterday with my barber, though. Oh. You know my barber, Ali? Did you say, I don't want this parting on the left, I want it on the far right? No. No, you didn't? No, I, last couple of times I've been to my barber, um, I've had to... Ali hasn't been there, oh. so I've had to have my hair cut by the older man. Oh. And he does quite a nice job, but he doesn't really speak any English. Oh. So the conversation's a little bit awkward. You Come on over here, cutting our hair. You kind of look in the mirror and you're kind of looking and thinking... That's the way I like it. awkward. I like it. I don't like talking to the head. Oh, a foreign hairdresser that's speaking no English. Oh, yes, police. But he kind of... He tries to speak... And, oh, but no. but you can't really understand what he's saying, so you kind of sit there thinking, oh, I don't I don't know what I should say, I don't know what you're saying, and you've got a pair of scissors in, in your hands. Anyway, so I was talking to to Ali yesterday, and I yeah. said, um, I said, oh, you've not been here last couple of times. I've had the other chat do yeah. my hair. He said, oh right, yeah. He said, he said uh, I said, yeah, he's nice. The haircut's all right, but the you know he's not conversation's no. not that great. He's not he's not as sparkling as you, Ali. No, exactly. And uh, and he said, oh, he taught me how to cut my hair. I oh. said, all oh, right. I said, how long ago was that? He said, oh, 15 years ago. Yeah. I said, what? He's lived here for 15 years. Yeah, yeah he's lived here for yeah. 15 years and he doesn't speak any English. Brilliant. Anyway, I got on my high horse, didn't oh. I? I was saying, why hasn't he learnt any, any oh. English? He's lived here for 15 years. He doesn't speak any English. I kind of respect that. And That takes balls. And it started to get a little bit awkward. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, this is... I said, he shouldn't speak English. He's yes. lived here for 15 years. Gosh, it was like you were doing a phone-in, but just with one man. <laughs> yes, How with awful. a man with a pair of scissors. How awful for I everyone. I said, this is, this is ridiculous. You must teach him more English. Yes. I said, he t- talks to customers all day. How can he not yeah. learn English? Yeah. Anyway, it all got a bit awkward. So you're not going back there anymore? I think I'm going to have to change my barber. Might be worth a phone call to uh, the authorities. We'll just get him checked out. Just get him checked out. Make, make sure his pay, <laughs> I paperwork is... I don't think he's illegal. You don't know. <laughs> get him checked out. Get him checked out. Because if you're lucky, he might get kicked out of the country. You won't have to deal with him again. <laughs> but he's quite good at cutting hair. Oh, it's a quandary, isn't it? I just wish he'd improve his English. I don't think in the uh, UKIP manifesto of, of people that we need that hairdressers were that high... <laughs> On the list, <laughs> we got quite a lot of hairdressers, <clears throat> haven't, we? haven't we? Have we got quite a lot. Of... There are quite a few. Seems anybody, any old Tom, Dick, and uh, Abdul can do it. Now, what what are you looking for? You're looking for. You lost something. 
No. Oh, well, then away you go. Okay. Let's let's set up the show. It's not about I mean, um, well, foreign hairdressers. Do you, do you know? Well, actually, we're not we're not a million miles away. Oh. On today's big phone, now, I'm going to be asking: Do you agree with Angela Merkel that the UK should take in more migrants? The German Chancellor has said that all EU member states must fairly share the burden of dealing with the migrant crisis. Speaking before talks in Berlin with the French President Francois Hollande. Angela Merkel said that Europe needed to act together to deal with the chaotic scenes in Greece and the Western Balkans as desperate uh, migrants are trying to reach the EU. She said the UK must take in more migrants, just like Germany has. Do you know how many migrants Germany has taken in in the last year? Half a million. More. Is it? A million. 800,000 migrants. And what have we had, about 30,000? We're trying to get the exact figures, but yeah, much, 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 much less. And she's saying, look, this is not not fair. We're taking in 800,000, and loads of other countries in Europe, you're hardly taking any. You in Britain are hardly taking any at all. So from nine this morning, I want to know whether you think she's got a point. Do you think we should take in more? Or frankly, are we full? Should she mind her own business? From nine this morning, I'd love your calls, your reaction. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let me just get it right. Can these migrants that she's talking about? I have no idea. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, Paul. Hello, fellow. Hello, fellow. What you got for us? Well, talking about the celebrities dying within the. Each other's, you know, 24 hours or so. Within each other's uh, mourning period, yeah, of course. Uh, um, uh, it was Farrah Fawcett Majors died on the same day as Michael Jackson. Oh, how unfortunate. Well, it was bad timing, isn't it? You've, you've got to time your exit if you're in show business. You've got but... to time your entrance and, indeed, more importantly, time your exit and take yeah. the bow. You have. What, what I'm thinking about is Frankie Howard. Oh. He, he died and... Uh, a, a day or so later, they announced the death of Benny Hill. But the, the strange thing was that Benny Hill had been quoted as saying how sad he was that Frankie had died in one of the national newspapers. And when I phoned them up to query it, they had to admit they had made it up. Because <laughs> by that time, Benny Hill was already stiff as a poker, sitting in a chair in his flat, dead. <laughs> so one of the papers had made up a quote from dead Benny Hill. Yes. Well, they didn't know he was dead. They, they, they phoned him in his flat. Well, he couldn't answer because he was dead in the chair. So they made up the quote saying how sad he was that Frankie was dead. His old friend Frankie was dead. But, but, but poor Benny was as stiff as a poker anyway, so he couldn't say Well, that was, that was pretty much his career in the 70s, wasn't it? I think that was the act. Well, it, 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 <laughs> if I remember the programme correctly. We weren't allowed to watch the Benny Hill show. It was too mucky. Um, well, so, so who got the who got the biggest coverage? Because for, for me, Frankie Howard was was the superstar. And I met Frankie Howard, uh, and uh, he invited me and my young uh, male friends back to his dressing room. At the time, I was honoured and touched. Luckily, I was not honoured and touched. Um, well, yeah, uh, in I, retrospect, I, I met Frankie. Yes, I met Frankie. I dealt with him at Elsie Studios, and he always wanted you to massage his painful thigh. For yes. Uh, when I when I met him, right, it was towards the end, and we were like 16, 17, me and about three or four mates, and uh, we went to the stage door thinking, it'll be great to meet Frankie Howard, there won't be any chance. And the doorman went, all right, yeah, I'll get... Uh, uh, Mr Howard, there's four young lads that would like to see you. We were whisked straight through to his dressing room. And I remember he had this scruffy, dirty suit on, and he just kept... We asked him to sign a, a picture, 
And he said, yeah, yeah, let, me, let me get a pen. And he just kept pulling out handfuls of miniatures from his pockets, like these little vodka and whiskey miniatures. There's literally about a dozen of them. And he found a pen. And in hindsight, looking back with my mature eyes, Frankie Howe was totally chatting us up to see him which one would, uh, would massage his painful thighs. But um, we, we never, we were young and naive in those days. We never took the bait. Well, it would have been something for you to have spoken about at dinner parties if you had have done, wouldn't it? I was uh, touched up by Frankie Howard, as the, which, yeah. incidentally, is the title of my autobiography. Uh, uh, Paul, thank you very much indeed. Um, 03459 455 555 is the term. Frankie Howard, obviously, you know, hilarious. Benny Hill, the big star in the States, they love Benny Hill in America. I never liked Benny Hill. I always found him a bit creepy. He's good in the Italian job, but he's, he's creepy in that. Um, but chitty, he, chitty, bang, bang, creepy. Who is he in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? He's the toy maker. He oh, ma- yeah. He makes them into music box dolls. Ernie's he? good. Ernie's a great song. No, I found it really creepy. No, just, it's oh. a great record. Um, oh, 03459 Your memories of Frankie Howard and uh, Benny Hill. We're being reprimanded on the Texas. Go on then. <laughs> Pamela is Irish, Ian, not a brummy. I'm sorry to see that. Would you like to come to the bull ring with me? <laughs> so I've added a note to her number from now on. It says, Brummy Pamela, who's Irish? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, Pamela. Uh, well, she won't be listening after these voices, well, as you know. <laughs> Matt, who's from Wolverhampton, hey, says, Send your hey, emails to Ian them. Lee, we don't talk like the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you just did. On to more serious things. An internal investigation into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man has determined that there is a case to answer for gross misconduct. The officers have already been cleared in court of all charges in relation to an alleged attack on Farouk Ali outside his home in Luton. Now, though, his family are renewing calls for the footage of the incident to be released. Well, Baroness Udin has spoken about this case in the House of Lords. She also has a son with autism and is a social worker by profession. And uh, she joins me now. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Your son has autism. Can I ask how old is your son and how does the autism impact on his life? Um, he is 36, so mm. uh, considerably older than Farouk Ali. Um, he has uh, learning, some learning disabilities. Um, he's very disciplined in his ways. He has, uh, um, uh, I don't know what you want me to say in specific, how does it impact his life? I think that in terms of um, uh, Mr. Ali's case, uh, I don't know, do you want to uh, ask a specific question? I think that is very difficult. It's a very broad uh, yes. subject. A border experience of this, so yes. it's a long. So I don't know exactly what to say. Well, no, so you don't... tell me what you want to know. Okay, I will. I, 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 I yes. I was just curious to uh, know, because obviously I'm trying to get some understanding as to why this case is so important to you and how you can identify with it. Oh, um, the the reason I became involved in it is because for a long time, over you know, thirty year period. Uh, I've been uh, obviously very passionately involved and interested, personally interested in the issue of uh, disability. Uh, I've worked on this for a very long time and uh, um, I concentrated quite a lot over the last 18 months in the house just to um, get um, uh, greater understanding about how autism was impacting um, other people in the community and legislatively what you know shortcomings we still had 
how much more we needed to do, um, you know, from as a member of parliament. So it, it obviously uh, my personal interest has some impact on the way I view it and understand the matter. So I think that uh, the reason I became uh, interested and then I wanted to talk about him uh, was because of the work I was doing and then I had a greater understanding and knowledge of the matter. So that's why I raised it. And um, the Farukali case in particular fascinated me because um, the importance of his, um, uh, the importance he gave to the, so, you know, the manner in which he, for instance, took the bin out every Thursday and how important that task is, you know, because obviously autism on the spectrum order has a very broad range of um, capabilities and as well as behavioral aspects and, you know, they're, you know, sort of, but in general, they're quite disciplined. You know, they, once they have a habit that they're quite formative, they want to pursue it with passion and vigor and thinking that this is their obligation. So, like, it it really made me kind of think, okay, I know what my son likes to do. You know, every morning he likes to, for instance, ensure that all the curtains are open on time. And he feels that that's his personal job, you know, and he'll make sure all the, you know, dustbins from everywhere is cleaned out. It doesn't matter how small the dustbin is. And I'm just, you know, being, you know, silly with my... um, uh, Examples, but you know, it's 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 the discipline. No, it's, of it's routine, the isn't it? Is an integral mm-hmm. integral part. Uh, uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. this. You raised the Farouk Ali uh, uh, case in the House of Lords. What was the response you received? Um, the response, I, I I tell you, the reason I uh, raised the Farouk Ali case was because I had already had several discussion in the House of Lords. I'd been raising questions. I'd attended the meeting with various ministers and the. Um, large number of parents and uh, groups that work with uh, people with autism, including an organization called Include Me, um, um, Appercent, and National Autistic Society, and various others. So, so there have been quite a lot of discussions around uh, what happens to people with disabilities in general, but autism in particular, um, when they come in contact with um, criminal justice system. And it was felt generally by parents and carers and organizations. And it seemed to me that the minister at the time had a lot of understanding about the fact that there were some problems. The institutions, i.e. the police, the probation officers, needed a greater understanding and training in the way that, that it was dealing with people when they came in contact um, uh, with uh, people with autism. They necessarily didn't know how to treat them. Uh, and if many people, many individuals with autism, for instance, my son, don't necessarily appear in the first instance that they have a disability. And I know in the instance of Farouk Ali, he was carrying uh, something which indicated that he has some um, uh, disability. Yeah, he had a, a badge, I think, or a, bro- a, a necklace, yeah. or a bracelet, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to make specific uh, reference, but he has. The, <sighs> there is, there, there is a badge. Yes. Yeah. So, but also the police, I understand, in Farouk Ali's case in particular, had already. I mean, Farouk Ali had already some encounter with the police, 
And I would have hoped that the uh, police officers would have had the report yeah. uh, or they would record have, of his instance. It would have been flagged up. Baroness, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm so late for the travel and I, I, I'll, I'll get a slap wrist. I really appreciate your time. That's Baroness Udin, uh, who has spoken about the Fruit Alley case in the House of Lords. 7.31. Sorry to be so late. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Bar. And anti-clockwise it's slow from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. In Watford on the Lower High Street it's looking very slow at the moment around the Bushy Arches and it's crawling towards the Black Cat Roundabout from the Comeworth Turnoff if you're near Roxton. On the train departure board so there are no delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a shortage of carers means an elderly woman can't go home from Stoke Mandeville Hospital, even though she's well. 87-year-old Margaret Morn was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago. Two Bedfordshire police officers will face a misconduct hearing over the way they treated an autistic man. The officers have already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali. And a second Labour councillor has resigned from the Cabinet of Luton Borough Council after an investigation began into his conduct. Mohammed Ashraf, who was in charge of customer services, stood down yesterday after being suspended from the party. The weather will be dry and sunny this morning, turning cloudy with heavy rain this afternoon. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 Four degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford says he's hindered by UK athletics, which he believes places athletes in a class system. Rutherford will be competing in the World Athletics long jump final in Beijing later today. But sprint legend Michael Johnson believes Rutherford would be better suited concentrating on what he does best. There's always a forum for everything and there's a time and a place. And being at the World Championships, being the Olympic champion and having the opportunity here to add another title one that he doesn't have and one of the only ones actually that he doesn't have. Now is not the time to be focused on UK athletics and that sort of thing. Now is the time to be focused on do more jumping, less talking. Liverpool drew nil-nil with Arsenal in the Premier League last night. Three of our teams playing the second round of the Capital One Cup this evening. Watford travelled to Preston while the MK Dons play at home to Cardiff. Manager Carl Robinson says he'll give an opportunity to those who haven't played in the Championship as much as others. Yeah, I think we have to. I think one or two will definitely definitely be rested. I've got no qualms in saying that we'll definitely have to rest one or two, especially after playing in, in heat like that. That was, that, was, that was as hot as I think I've ever managed the game. Luton Town take on Premier League side Stoke at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters boss John Steele says he's likely to make changes to his side and formation. Uh, to be honest, I've got the game pretty clear in my mind, you know, so I need to just think about that and decide really. See, it was difficult because Tuesday's a different game. It's, you know, we might have to play completely different, you know, that would have nothing to do with what we do after, you know, so I'll have to look at Tuesday. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, so discussing... Uh, well, we're kind of playing... We're not playing. Um, this is kind of celebrity top trump... Celebrity death top trump. So one celebrity dies, like quite a famous person, but then... Within 12, 24 hours, a bigger star dies, and that first one is, is Eclipse. And we got talking about Frankie Howard and Benny Hill and the excellent story of uh, 
a quote from Benny Hill uh, appearing in the newspaper when Frankie Howard died. It turned out it had been made up because Benny Hill was dead in his flat. Oh, that journo landed himself right in it, though, right didn't he? Right in it. Uh, Scott has uh, tweeted, and I can read this one. How good. It's weird. And this is, this is interesting, isn't it? It's weird. Because Benny Hill always seemed like the pervy one, but compared to his peers in the 70s, he was quite wholesome. Let's face it. This is where I hesitate. Yeah. But it's, it's a valid point. Are you sure? Yeah. Go on then. It's actually a very powerful sentence. You're not sure, are you? <laughs> Let's face it. Oh. <laughs> Don't turn your mic off and leave mine on. I can hear you laughing through the glass. Let's face it, slapping a hot nurse on the bum is nothing compared to predatory paedophilia. Well, no, it isn't. It isn't at all. And you're right, and we all thought he was the dodgy one, but it turns out he was well, actually, you know... Uh, he, well, he wasn't. As far as we know. Well, no, no, no. You With can't anybody. Even, you can't even say that. He, he was, he was, you know, he, he, he was compared to everybody else. I had a message earlier on on Twitter from someone who says, every time a famous celebrity's face flashes on the telly, now I have to do the, the way up. <laughs> the way up. Whether they've died or whether they've been involved in some sort of scandal. You know which kind I mean. Death or you tree. Um, it's two people saying, can you uh, please stop clicking that mouse? Let's get rid of those. Okay, <laughs> 459-455-555 is the telephone number. Have we got anything now? or um... What do you want to text us? Yeah, go on, give us some texts. Okay. Uh, Emma says, C.S. Lewis and John F. Kennedy died on the same day, 22nd of November 1963. Uh, well, yes, C.S. Lewis picked a bad day to die. Yeah, he did. And um, uh, Kennedy picked a bad day to drive through Dallas. Oh, that was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. It was awful, though, wasn't it? There's no denying it. Did Champion sing the theme tune to Champion the Wonder Horse? Asked nope. Mark nope. in Bedford. No. Nope. Are you sure? He was a horse. And Chris Champion in... the Wonder Horse. Champion the Wonder There'd be two reasons why that would be unusual. One, he's a horse. He's thinking of Mr. Ed. He's thinking of Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and nobody heard of a horse that talks unless, of course, the horse is Mr. Famous Ed. Two reasons why it would be unusual. One, champion the Wonder Horse was a horse, a wonderful horse, yes, but not a singing horse. And two, he'd be singing about himself in the third person, which would be incredibly arrogant. Former Radio 1 DJ Fian Cotton has signed a lucrative... Mm -hmm has signed a lucrative deal to release a book. Any idea what type of book it is she's going to be releasing? Colouring. Are you eating? Mm. You got that down quick, didn't you, girl? Hey, you whacked that in there quick. Don't um, mess about with biscuits. Kelly. Hey. Kelly? You're oh, you're oh, she's talking to Dave Luton. Oh, for crying out loud. What do you... Um, no, wasn't. Colouring. Nope. Fashion. Nope. Pregnancy. I'll give you a clue. Hmm. I wonder what I'm going to cook for my dinner tonight. Um, I'll look at Fern Cotton's book. Um, Sorry, Kelly. Cookery. Thank you. Oh, DIY. No cookery. The collection, she, <laughs> cook happy, cook right, healthy. Dave, stay there. At least I think she that's what it's called. She strike me as a big cooker. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, well, you, you love her so much, why don't you... Why don't you, why don't you go and um, eat her, uh, her, um, um, her, her kebabs that are probably in the book? I don't think she'd make those. It's all healthy. Is focused on clean out. She's not 33. Fian is not 33. I met her like 12 years ago and she was 33 then. She's going to be 50 now. Fian. Are you eating biscuits now? 
33, said, Get this, Dave. Do you even know who Fian Cotton is? No. If you are no, happy no. like me to whittle away the hours with a spatula in hand, then hopefully <laughs> you'll... It's yeah. not northern. Hmm? Donald or Davy Stott. Then hopefully you'll enjoy... My... It does sound like them, doesn't it? Hopefully... Let's have an explosion, Davy. Hopefully you'll enjoy my ideas and recipes. Or Sarah Millican. Okay, I'm going to turn your mics down, because I'll, I'll have a real in-depth conversation with, uh, with a proper geezer. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Luton. Morning, David. Good morning, Bosch. Welcome back. Do you know who Fern Cotton is, please? Yeah, I know who it is now. OK, good. Right. You've worked it out, have you? Excuse me? You've worked it out, have you? Yes. OK, thank you very much indeed. Fern Cotton. Who's that? 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 Fern Cotton. Yes. Fern Cotton. Who's that? Fern Cotton? Yeah, I know who it is now. OK, good. <laughs> Is it Billy, um, Billy Cotton's daughter? Yes, it is. It's Billy Cotton's banjo. Yeah. Unlike Billy Cotton's banjo, which is something completely different. I used to like that programme. Oh, I bet, yeah, I bet you did. I did? I bet you... I, no, I, I, I don't know if you heard me. I said, I bet you did. Right, thank you. You're welcome. Next. Yeah. Yeah, right. I actually reached my bell there and it's not there. Yeah, go on. What you got? I know you to call me a plonker once. Carl Halman... Brush strokes. Excuse me, excuse me. Carl no. Halman, brush strokes. Yeah? Yeah. What have I got to answer? No, there's no question. It's a statement. Oh. He, he sang the theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> Can a good I have a little word in here? Here's a, here's a text from Steve. I live in Houghton Regis and I've not had a twit on a bike speed past my house in about a week. Nice one, Steve. <laughs> yes, what do you want? Am I going to have a say now? I don't know. Are you going to say now? Um, this only... Excuse me, can you turn that radio, uh, that music off? It was Dex's Midnight Runners that did the theme right. tune to Brushstrokes. OK. Wella, okay. wella, wella. Are you ready? I've been, I've been ready all my life. I've been ready for oh, this. yeah, I know just, that. just, Dave, just one for a second, right? Pause for a second, right? Just think about this. Everything that has happened to you in your life... Yeah. And mine... Yeah. ...has been building up to this moment. Everything. The first yeah. time you held a guy's hand. The first time you made love to a beautiful... Well, first time you made love to an OK-looking woman. The first time you jumped out of your truck and fell down a manhole. The first time you smoked fags. The first time you had a booze up. All of these things have been building up to this moment Dave, it's a very special moment. It's the culmination of all of our experiences, everything we've achieved, our hearts, our loves, our failures. Everything is building up to 8.42 on Tuesday, the 20-something of August 2015, Dave. And this is it. This is what it's all about. Dave, what has your life built up to? Over to Dave Luton. What are you beefing on about? Hello? Oh, this is... Ch Matt's right. He comes on, he says about... Oh. It, Matt comes on, he says about ten words, and you say two hundred. Did we get a word in Edgeware here? Hello? Oh. Oh, dear, oh, pray. Matt, can you come on? Or Dennis? 
Oh, dear, I pray. Hello? Can you turn the faders up? God, dear. It'd be, it'd be news time in a minute, won't it? Hello? Dear, I pray. Or is my battery gone flat? Hello? <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. What a radio program this is. Yes. Am I talking to myself here? Yes. Am I talking to myself? Yes. What the hell is going on in this radio station? Flipping it. Yeah. Just shut it, pal. Yeah, just shut it, pal. I'm talking to myself here. Yes. Yes. What are you beefing on about? Like this bloke is supposed to be presenting this programme. Who's that? Oh, have a guess. Who? Who, you? He's back already, you know what I mean? Yes. Causing more grief. Hello? Just shut it, pal. <laughs> Flipping it. Yeah, shut it, pal. Are you real? Yeah. Yes. You? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? We're boy slappers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And in Stevenage on the A1M, it's slow southbound from Junction 7 for Stevenage, but the delays are back from Hitchin. In Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, it's busy approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the Combeworth turnoff. And in Bedford, the Bedford Southern Bypass has queues on the exit slip road at St. Neots Road. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Ah, look. Oh, blimey, it's 8.45. Look at that. Uh, 8.45, Tuesday the 25th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A shortage of carers means an elderly woman can't go home from Stoke Mandeville Hospital even on even though she's well. Two police officers are to face misconduct hearings over the way they treated an autistic man in Luton. And a second Labour councillor has resigned from the cabinet of Luton Borough Council after an investigation into his conduct. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a bright start across all three counties this morning. We have even a bit of sunshine as well, but gradually this will diminish and we're going to see the cloud arrive and with it the rain arriving as well. Some heavier bursts through the afternoon accompanied by a strengthening wind. Maximum temperature likely to reach 18 Celsius. Still some outbreaks of rain overnight tonight. Some heavy bursts through the early hours of tomorrow morning. The wind continues to increase. Minimum temperature 13 Celsius. So a wet and windy start tomorrow morning but gradually that will become drier and brighter. Some sunny spells in the afternoons, the wind falls light. Still the chance of a shower though, maximum temperature 22 Celsius and that's your forecast. Tonight it's the League Cup second round. 
Watford travel to Preston. Great start to the Premier League season, but how are they going to get on against the Championship Club? Would you believe it? MK Dons host Cardiff. Championship versus Championship. It's a tough one to call. Carl Robinson is celebrating, and that is probably going to be enough to put MK Dons through. And Luton entertain Premier League Stoke. Big game for the Hatters, but they usually do well when faced with a proposition like that. Super goal from Luton Town. Really good goal. Find out how all our teams do in the League Cup second round. Tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Did we get a word in Edgeware here? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties right. Radio. Danny! Hello. Hello, Danny. Uh, well, well, you're outside, are you? Yeah, yeah, outside, invincible. Okay, I just this tone is really. Um, I, I just need a wee, mate. That's, you're outside, invincible. Take your pick. <laughs> any, any, no. Anywhere. No, I'm kind no. to Dunstable. Okay, we're, and that's that's a great slogan. We're gonna we're gonna use that slogan. I'm kind. To Dunstable, <laughs> good. It's a nice. But slogan. I hate pigeons. Uh, what I can't, What did we send you on? I forgot. Um, you asked me to go find out what people haven't done in years. Oh well, yeah. What haven't you done in years? <laughs> what did people say? Just things like slides. Okay. Uh, are you are you are you literally about to tell me everything that's in the package? Well, I could do, or you could just play it. What haven't you done in years? <laughs> you really want to oh, know? Stop <laughs> saying. <laughs> what haven't I done in years? Oh, crikey. Um, eating marshmallows. When was the last time you ate a marshmallow? Probably about 15 years ago. Why did you stop? I don't know. You should I, get some now. I know. I really should, shouldn't I? <laughs> do you like marshmallows? <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> and I haven't melted them and dipped them in chocolate for ages. I think I should have gone back in and got some. Yeah, go back in the shops me. and get some. <laughs> Maybe after work. What haven't you done in years? Sorry? What haven't you done in years? In years? <laughs> I'm busy, I'm work at the moment. What haven't you done in years? Gone down a slide. That, that, that would be it, that would be it. Well, it's there's one really over there. Strange, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a really strange question, that, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to go on the slide now? Uh, I, I don't really, because I, th- I think it should be, be pretty damp, wouldn't it? What haven't I done in years? Climb trees. Climb a tree. Yeah. How many years ago was that, do you think? 40 years at least. I can't climb a tree. Is that, no. is that bad? Uh, yes, you should climb trees and it's fun. What haven't you done in years? I ain't done nothing in years. What's that? What have you done in years? What haven't I done in years? That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. But you, you asked a different question. No, but what, what, what haven't you done in years? I haven't rode my scooter in years. Um... You happy with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Really? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you think you think that is, um, and uh, this isn't a judgment. I'm just asking. Do you think that that one minutes of twenty five? Yep. Is BBC standard? Well, I could have took the guy out who thought I said it is. Could have took the guy who thought I said it is. All right. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yep, I'm hip and hat, hip and happening. That's, that's You're a hip and a hat. Yep. Cass, this is awkward. Do you want? I don't. Hey, I'm just trying to speak the local lingo, and you're. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were fluent. That's what you put on your CV. Oh, what fluent in Dunstable? I tell you what, but we're going to do, Daniel. Yes. Um, we're going to suspend you for one day. Oh. Um, so you can think about what you've done, and oh, then okay. you can come back Thursday. 
Oh, that's alright then. No, it's a pun it's a punishment. No. Suspended one full day with pay. So you haven't got to work for a day, you still get paid. You think about what you've done and then you come oh. in on Thursday. That's a punishment. Okay, what well, am I allowed to play my Xbox? Oh. Don't yes, push it. You, you are. It's your, you, you've got a day, you cool. know. So, cool. yeah, but it's, it's a punishment. I need to finish some games. It's getting a bit late. Xbox 360 or Xbox One? One. Bye, Daniel. Bye. Unbelievable. Can you believe the attitude, Matt? Can't believe it. It's, he, he's broken Britain, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's, he's, the Jeremy, he's the Jeremy Kyle generation. No, he's not. Sorry? You are. What? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, he flipped that on you. <sighs> you are as bad as Jeremy Kyle. I'm as bad. A pain in the arsenal. I'm a pain in the arsenal. I'm as bad as Jeremy Kyle. Got the Jeremy Kyles. In uh, the... I'd like to speak to the program uh, presenter, Dennis, please. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't Absolutely just... brilliant, that Dennis. That was what well, the guy that was just, the guy that was Has just been on. Been on holidays. The guy. You mean the guy that was just on? Dennis. The guy oh, that was just great. on, yeah? A oh, great entertainer. Right. Hang on a second. Matt, the yes. guy that was just on was Dave. Uh, no, I want to speak to Dennis, please. Why? What do you want to say to Dennis? Because he, 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 you cut him off as usual. You are so flaming when, ignorant, mate. When did I cut... joke, you are. When did I cut Dennis off? Ten minutes ago. That was Dave. No, it wasn't. It was Dennis. That was Dave. OK. Whatever you say, once again, you and All right, we've got, hang on, he's, we've got Dave, we've got... What, what is he coming? We've got Dave on Fader 3. Do you, do you want to say um, hello to Dave? Yes, put Dave on, yes. Go on, then. I'm turning my mic off. I've gone. You two, you, you two have a boring old man chat about the war and um, nylon stockings and putting your wives putting Omo in the window. <laughs> you, know, you know what Omo stands for, don't you? Not that. Old man off. Old man <laughs> off. And then the Americans well, would come in and... That. OK, say hello to Dave. Hello, Dave. Who's that? This is Matt here. Yeah, I know it is now. Are you all right, Dave? Yes. What a lousy show this is, isn't it? Yes. What's the matter? Can't you say anything else on ES? Is he... Flipping, eh? <laughs> Did we get a word in Edgeware here? Yeah? No, we can't, mate. Anyway, it's nice to speak to you. Are you real? Yes. Yes. I'm real. Have I won? Have you won? I don't know what. You, what do you want to win, Dave? What are you beefing on about? Ah, would you like? Would you beefing on? Would you like to spend a day in the Leicester Arms eating casserole? I like the mushy peas. <laughs> Just shut it, pal. Okay, pal, you can shut it yourself. We're boy slackers. Happy Christmas anyway, Dave. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. Um, uh, what, what's happened? Someone can complain someone again. Someone can't come on. Who can't come on? Glenn, too uh, busy. Too busy for us. I don't want Glenn on. I didn't want him on anyway, so actually it works out in my favour because I did. Now, I never used to watch Cold Feet. Cold Feet was the British Friends. I loved it. The British Friends. Well, it was a bit oh, grittier than Friends. Come on, it was the British Friends. Even one of them appeared in Friends. Which one yeah. of the Cold Feet? Faye Ripley did. No. no. 
Try again. Um, she was Emily. Oh, the other one. Yeah, the English one. Well, they were in France. <laughs> they were all English. In... She's called the sort of slightly prissy one. And that's with an S, Hel- not a T. Uh, Helen Baxendale. Yes. I've got a real um, spot for Faye Ripley. Yeah. She really is. She's if, if I were to describe my type in two words, those words would be Faye hmm. and Ripley. Faye Ripley. Mm. That's my type. Slightly wonky eye. Bit horsey. Yeah. In a good way. Imperfect. Mm. Well, you, you know, aim low and you can attain. Um, I don't like James Nesbitt. He pulled me off in a toilet once. He's a twinkler. I like James Nesbitt. I was about to go to um, for a wee-wee in the toilet at the uh, Comedy Awards. Yeah. Uh, Did he offer you some spray? Interestingly enough, no. Mm. And he pulled me off. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> I said, stop so pulling. I, well, I didn't, or I should have said, was what are you pulling me off for? I didn't. I went, all right, yeah. Why? He wants to let, go first. Let me go first. I want to go into the toilet first. Get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, he grabbed me. Sounds he grabbed, like Martin Luton. He grabbed me. This is true. This is a true story. He grabbed me. Get out of the way. I want to go first. <laughs> and I let him in. Um, the toilets were very, very busy at the Comedy Awards. Well, people laugh oh, a lot. Someone's right, dead. Danny. Danny. Wow. Um, people laugh a lot and you need to go to the loo. It's a fact. Yeah. I bet John Thompson's nice. Yeah. Bet he's a nice lad. Mm. Um, Robert Bathurst, I couldn't care less about him. He's posh. Just boring posh man. <laughs> and Hermione Norris couldn't care less. Anyway, Helen Baxendale's dead. What? So she won't be in it. Oh, no, she did die, didn't Oh, yeah. that was terrible. So they're going to bring it back. Mega hit. <laughs> Mega hit. It was. ITV drama Cold Feet will return for a new series 12 years after its Don't. final episode. What could possibly go they wrong? They just leave it alone. It was fine. They should call it New Cold Feet with um, young people in it. Old Feet. Hey. And you win the prize for the Sun headline. Oh, oh they beat me to it. Uh, the broadcaster is thought to have secured the cast, including Hermione Norris and James Nesbitt, i.e. the successful two, to uh, join the biggest TV comeback in recent memory. I don't think it was the biggest TV comeback. I think that would have been um, when they did Open All Hours two Christmases ago. It's expected to return to the channel's flagship Sunday 9pm slot, left empty when Downton Abbey ends later this year. Flipping heck. Um, Cold Feet was its most popular 90s drama. It is very... Ni- let's, it's so, so 90s. What sums up the 90s? Cold Feet, 30-something, uh, 30, 30 was that 90s? That was early 90s. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. What? 80s, mate. Oh, they were my 90s. Oh, do, you, what, do you remember Party, Party of Five? Yeah, I do remember oh, that, Party of Five. Saved by the Bell. A TV no. source revealed, a.k.a. made-up person, Cold Feet is coming back. The deal is very nearly done. Filming will begin early next year and the new series will be ready to go by next spring. Go on, go, here comes the boss. And then they shoot off. Um, uh, Helen Baxendale, whose character Rachel was killed off in a lorry... Don't. No, this is funny. But you know how they met in the Hang first on. place. Yeah. She on. reversed into him in a car mm. park. Helen Baxendale, whose character Rachel was killed off in a lorry smash in a, uh, a major plot twist during the final series in 2003, is unlikely to return. No, what? you don't say! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are queues on the A1M southbound through Stevenage from Junction 8 for Hitchin. Also in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, it's very busy approaching the Black Cat Roundabout from the Comeworth Turnoff. Also in Bedford on the A421, there are delays between the Great Barford Bypass and St Neots Road. In Watford on the Lower High Street, it's very busy at the Bushy Arches and there are no delays showing up on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. That's it, guys. That's your lot for today. Uh, I'm off to watch my sister say goodbye to my mum and then go and visit the house I grew up in. Man alive. It's going to be a tough old day today. Oh, don't forget, you can get the podcast of the show. Uh, when I was away, uh, we recorded a podcast to put out in case I died. A potholing. I didn't die potholing. <laughs> Flip it, eh? All right, Jingle, calm down. I didn't die potholing, but the uh, podcast managed to sneak its way online anyway. If you go to iTunes and type in Ian Lee, it pops up. You can have some of that. Thank you, Daniel San. Thank you, Kelly Betts. Thank you, Catherine. Till tomorrow at six. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you agree with Angela Merkel that the UK should take in more migrants? The German Chancellor has said all EU member states must fairly share the burden of dealing with the migrant crisis. Speaking before talks in Berlin with the French President, Francois Hollande, Angela Merkel said Europe needed to act together to deal with the chaotic scenes in Greece and the Western Balkans as desperate migrants tried to reach the EU. She said the UK must take in more migrants, just like Germany has. Well, this morning I want to hear your response. Do you agree with Angela Merkel that the UK should take in more migrants? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number this morning. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. A pensioner from Watford is stuck in Stoke Mandeville Hospital because of the difficulty of finding carers for her. 87-year-old Margaret Morn was given the all-clear by doctors more than two weeks ago, but is still waiting to go home. Former NHS Trust Chairman Roy Lilly says it highlights a widespread problem. The Home Care Association, which is the organisation that represents people who are doing home care are saying look we're just not getting enough money in terms of fees from local government and and some of our members are going to go broke and we won't be able to do it there is a funding crisis in social care Two Bedfordshire police officers will face a misconduct hearing over the way they treated an autistic man. The officers have already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali. Farouk's brother, Dobia, says he wants police car camera footage of the incident to be made public. On that video, you, you could see that my brother was walking away <clears throat> and they turned around and, you know, laughing, giggling. And this is why it's very, very important that the video is released. A second Labour councillor has resigned from the Cabinet of Luton Borough Council after an investigation began into his conduct. 